Welcome back to the RC Scrap Out Podcast. Well, uh, Jeez. we don't really have any guests today. Not a one. Not yeah. one guest. Not one. But there's six of us here. It's a full I, house. I don't understand how we added that up. How's that? No guests, but there's six of us here. Well, they're not guests. They're not guests. Not anymore. They're part of the part of the deal. Happy New Year! Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Surprise! Surprise! New Year, New Me. New, new, new year, new you. Well, I mean, I think it's safe to say Clint's going to be the same old asshole he's always been. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm over here trying to make changes and better myself, and this guy's just be like, you know what? I like Grumpy Cat, and I'm going to stick with it. Oh, yeah. dude, the Grumpy Cat thing. I lost my shit. I'm sitting at work and I see. I'm like, oh, come on, what's this? I'm not grumpy. It's funny as everybody else thought it was funny too. Oh, absolutely. They, they all figured it out. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. He said everybody. So man, let's, uh, let's go around the table so everybody knows we're here. So, uh, it's Casey. Clay Ricks. I don't need an introduction. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> and Michael Wyatt. Jason Hill. L Dog. Ashy Larry. <laughs> Ashy Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, kicking them bags of flour. So uh, I guess we'll go right into it. So we're going to start a new show this year. Kind of. Kind of. We're still going to have the same show, which is, you know, entertainment value of us just sitting around BSing, doing what we do. Well, me, Clint, and Larry. But Clay kind of hit me up and had some ideas for some stuff. And, uh, you know, Michael Wyatt's always been an awesome guest, and so has, has Jason Hill. So we cumulatively got those, that group together, and they're going to do something a little more techie than we do. I'm looking forward to it. Dude, I'm kind of pumped on that. Uh, What's the word in the addendum, I guess you could call it? Uh, Addendum? Attendum? Hell, I don't know. (laughs) I'm thinking more. I like. I think spinoff is a more fitting term. That's that's where I've been going with it. Spinoff show. (laughs) Jason's over here losing his mind already. That's a whole lot easier for Clint to say than like exponential or something (laughs) like that. So we got that going for him. How many years did exponential go on? Oh, Forever. Until we started the show and somebody corrected him. Yeah. When did they start uh, putting Expo on radios? About 20 years ago, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's when it started. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, I learned to fly on a Galaxy 8. That's That was the very first radio I ever had was wow. a JR Galaxy 8. So you so, had like an Android phone? Jeez. So maybe wow. that should be the new name for the new podcast. Galaxy 8? No, Exponential. Exponential. Exponential, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We still haven't solidified a name. It'll have a name. We're, 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 I think we're getting close, but we haven't confirmed it yet. You'll yeah. know when we do. Right? Uh, I, I think the goal is, what, a uh, once-a-month show for now to kick it off? Or? Maybe more. We haven't really decided. Right. We, I know we'll have one in January, and that's about as far as we've got. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, we, and quite honestly, we. Uh, I mean, the way this show kind of developed itself it is an entertainment show, but we do kind of touch on real, you know, yeah. serious things as far as, you know, we've had some pretty stout guests on. Absolutely. Jason Reddish, Joe Vermillion, you know, everybody who's been on as far as a, you know, uh, uh, a company. Right. Uh, they're pretty stout, and we've had a, Jason Duran. Yeah. I mean, you know, we hadn't had him on the show yet, but we just hadn't hadn't been able to hook that up. Right. Mm-hmm. Getting that schedule to, to yeah. meet up. Well, uh, Which all of that is going to continue. The new thing is not going to be, 
Why don't we in let? Place why don't we let? Yeah, well, let why don't we let Clay? Why don't y'all explain to us? Here, I'm gonna sit back and watch the show. Scope is well. There again, you know, today was for us to get together in person and kind of talk about some of the details of the new show, uh, come up with a name or, or get a little bit closer to a name for the new show. We, I think we all agree. I hope I'm, I don't know if I'm speaking for everyone, but I think we're all in agreement that it's not going to be its own standalone show. So to speak, we're going to, this is going to be uh, an add on to the RC scrap pile podcast uh, because we're all, we are all friends. This is just another offshoot of that. Um, I, I hope I'm, a, you guys I'm not like I said. I'm not trying to speak for you guys, but well, you kind of are. Yeah, you do. All right, <laughs> but that, that's what I had in mind, so to speak. Just um, something a little more serious, right? Just a, a little bit more different thought processes on a few things. Maybe is the best way to put it. You know, uh, a little bit different topics. A uh, little bit more geared towards tech, how tos, uh, events. You know, we've got Jason who is a uh, he flies turbines. He scratch builds EDFs. Um, converts EDFs to turbine. I mean, does a little bit of everything, right? And uh, then, yeah. you know, in the jet world, more of a scale guy. And yep. uh, then you've got uh, Michael who flies helis, and uh, I think you've done some stuff with drones in the past. Mm-hmm. Does a little bit of automation type stuff with Drunk Jim, uh, 3D printing. Both of those guys Both do 3D guys printing. Killer 3D printing. You know, printer. and then yeah. then you take the whole other end of it, and then there's me. You know, like about as far away from the, as you can get. And uh, and that's where I'm at, you know, but at the same time, we all get along really well. So absolutely, I I think we have a lot to bring to the table as far as information goes. Well, it's a collective Um, group of a lot of different things. And I mean, really between the three of you, if I have a question and one of you three can't answer it, I've got a problem. Right. You know, that's kind of where I'm at. It's not what you know, it's who you know. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, Well, Clay. Clay's kind of leaving himself short there. You know, uh, I wouldn't have changed how I do pull-pull cables if it wasn't for Clay. And, and doing as simple as his testing was, was screwing a screw into a wall and getting a, a weight scale and pulling, you know, and looking for the break in that pull-pull well, cable. I didn't have a scale on it, but okay, it was I did both methods together to see if one broke and the other one didn't. And, and then where they broke, you know, a test of failure test to see where the break, where is the failure point in something. Right. You know. And I got to tell you, if you don't do pull-pull cables like this guy does, you're fucking up. I just did my, <laughs> I just did my first one It was way. stupid easy, wasn't and it? I can't take no credit for that. Um, at all. I know maybe I was the first one to do it, it that you guys know of, but Michael, I'm sorry, Mike Sterling is the one that did, he's the one that come to my house and set my airplane up for me. And showed me, he's like, this is what you do. This is how it works. So I, I'm still kicking it back to the Mike Sterling method. So I don't want to take credit of that, but maybe I just brought it to the more people's attention. I, maybe I don't think it was you brought it as I saw when he did it, but he, you he, tested, he tested the theory. It. Yeah, that's you correct. Know, and that's, I, I did test it. Um, you know, that that's more what I'm geared towards is you solidified in my mind. This is the right thing to do. And, and well, and what, what came about was, uh, Kike personally contacted me. He, he called me. And, uh, you know, when someone like Kike Samanzini calls you and says, well, I kind of got some doubts about what you're doing. That really sits there and you're like, Oh, hang on here. <laughs> like this dude's been doing it since he was 3D and before 3D and was cool. You know what I mean? And right. so it really makes you kind of think. So I trust Mike really well. And I don't think Mike would steer me wrong. And while I trusted him, I had to 
I had to kind of prove it to get some other people to like, uh, you just got to be on board. You just, you just, exactly. You just got to right. prove yourself every now and yeah. again and prove the method. So I was thinking, well, how am I going to do that? And that's why I came up with the test. And, uh, you know, for me, that was proof of concept. Right. It was actually a, already a proven method. Mike had done it, but we didn't have any document, nothing to put out there to say this is what worked. You know, no real comparison or anything like that. Data. Exactly. So it, it was just me, my attempt at trying to show other people, like, look, Mike's done this successfully for a long time. It's proven, but here's more proof. Right. It, I mean, if you hear what the method, you're like, <laughs> yeah. sounds too simple to be true. Yeah. You so, did it on your deal and it worked perfectly. Well, didn't it? here's, here's something. <laughs> yes, it did. But if you get that coating just a little bit too hot, it ignites and burns off immediately. <laughs> so I yeah. did it. I've done it twice, actually. Well, yeah, there's a, I, I did it once as a practice to try and figure out, you know, you have to figure out what the, uh, what, you the, be time, watching. You, you, what the time frame is. You got to look for the right bubbles. You just got to watch. Yeah. And as yeah. soon as it's, and, right. and it works. And then, flawless. and then you use the, uh, the, uh, marine grade heat shrink with the glue in it. Yeah. To, I to, get to get any of that. Uh, again, it's not a good stuff. purchase on Amazon. It, I went to Harbor Freight. Yeah, Harbor Freight and, and Steve's has got it too. And they have a box of a, of assorted sizes. I showed up at Clay's house one day. We were going flying down in Duncan. And uh, I showed up at his house, and he had this badass little set. And he said, dude, I just got it off Amazon. I said, ooh. <laughs> you, come to the, you come to the uh, Balsa Dust Tavern, there's a box of – there's two – both boxes sitting there. You can look at them both, you know? So backing up a little bit, you know, talking about the new podcast and going down that road a little bit. I'm a heli guy. I've never built one of these big airplanes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what's the benefit of doing a pull pull setup? I know putting the servos in the back is just a whole weight thing. Mm -hmm. Is that just CG thing? That makes sense. But what's the benefit of doing a pull pull versus like push rods or something to that effect? Because I'm sure a lot of people, I've never built planes that big. Don't, don't even know what a pull pull is. <laughs> so, and that's so. This is the kind of topic that we're going to get into on our show, right? But to answer that question, it nine times out of ten, I would say it's primarily a CG issue or uh, some type of configuration issue. Save, uh, for instance, the tail is too small to do a uh, servo in the tail. Maybe it's too thin. The servo's too thick. Kind of deal. Uh, you see that with. Uh, Mostly, I would say more with the older airplanes, but like the Mamba 120, the last one I did, it's a CG issue. It, the plane's actually configured to run uh, either pull-pull or push-pull setup. If you run a push-pull setup, you have to run your batteries much farther forward in order to get the CG right. And it goes back to uh, you fly full-scale, so you understand uh, moments, you know, arms sure, and all that. absolutely. So a small weight, you know, a servo is relatively a small amount of weight. But you put it way but back if, there. But you put it way back there, it has yep. a big arm on it. So yep. therefore, it takes a lot of ballast adjustment in order to get that CG back right. It seems like Clint kind of had knows that. What was it? For an ounce at the tail is it's, uh, something it's, ridiculous. It's, it's, ten, it's tenfold. So if you put an ounce at the tail, and again, it depends on the airplane in the moment. where the CG yeah, is. The longer, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, like with the third scale stuff, the the nose is generally really short. 
Mm-hmm. So anything aft of the CD, CG, you're adding 10 to 12 ounces at the front. To per get, ounce. Per ounce to get past. But like that, that, on, on that D8, I'm adding 12 pounds of lead to the front of it. God. And it's and, only, what, a 30-pound plane? Well, it was a 20-pound plane <laughs> the, you know, before we started putting weight yeah. on it. Yeah, and That's an issue you're always going to have with the World War One stuff. Yeah. The nose I mean, is just short. And well, that, well, that's, again, it's like the Newport 28 that we've all kind of been talking about here recently. There's a lot of power on the front of that airplane. And, a, you know, just a generally big engine, it doesn't need the big engine. But the weight helps. The weight of the big engine kind of straightens everything up. So And there's no replacement for displacement. Well, that's true. <laughs> Save you yeah. a trip to the dive shop. Yeah. yeah, that's how that's how much lead Clint had to put in the front of that. He had to go to the dive shop Get and buy belt. lead plates. Yeah. When you were adding that, that was a DR one. So, it's got eight pounds of lead on the front. When of you were adding that lead, with were you just thinking this can't be right? This can't be right. The CG machine's got to uh, be wrong. Th- that's I think our seventh third scale oh, airplane. Okay. I'm overweight. The you first know. time you probably was <laughs> yeah. The, 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 so well, man, honestly, when he was going through this lead deal, he was melting it in an enclosed area. Oh yeah. So there wasn't a whole lot going through his mind at that time. This guy was tasting colors, man. I saw the aftermath. <laughs> yeah. He's not kidding either. Yeah. Boy, that was rough. So uh, it, it's actually you can do it mathematically. And Jason, I'm sure knows this well. From his background, Michael being a full-scale pilot, I'm sure he knows what I'm talking about, calculating CG. Um, yep. And remind me, I've done it before, but it's been years ago. What's the formula? It's basically you've got uh, so many inches behind your CG times the weight. It gives you a moment. Uh, to be honest with you, you the, actual, Mac, isn't it? the yeah. actual formula I would have to look up. But yeah, the, the Mac is the uh, mean, air, uh, what is it? mean, mean aerodynamic system. cord. Okay, mm-hmm. I was way off then. Yeah. Well, I'll have to pull up some uh, some documents. That, I know like a 172, for instance, has got a chart in the, uh, I believe yeah. it's in the pilot's operating handbook yep. that uh, breaks down, uh, like they measure from like, I think it's the spinner maybe from the prop. They have a datum line, basically. A datum line. Some, it's you know, different it could on be the, every airplane. It's yeah, different it on every It could be the spinner. It could be the firewall. It's whatever it's. Some of them put it four feet out in front of the nose. Right. Just, right. It just depends it's just on the, the It's just a like, number. Right. Water lines and all that yep. Yep. stuff, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just going off of like the Cessna. I was thinking it was on the prop. But anyway, from the datum point to the front seats, it's like an arm of like 120 or whatever. Right. And then you take like my weight times 120, and that gives you a moment for that position. And then if you go, if I was to go to the back seat, it's going to have a bigger moment because the arm is a little bit bigger. Correct. So, um, anyway, you take all those moments and then I think you divide it by the total weight of the aircraft and then that gives you a CG calculation. Yeah, for the airplane, yes. And then yep. you look at the chart that says the envelope is from this number to this number. Correct. So, Correct. And, and you want to, and the same thing applies in RC. Yep. You could, you could do it the exact same way. You could create a, a, a datum line, right? You can make your firewall your datum. You could say the CG is this many inches behind that datum point, and then everything past that, you know, you could give them a, an arm value and figure up that, so to speak. And that's what the Zykoi meter is doing. Uh, it just is, does the math for you. Is right. that the? That's what I was getting ready to touch on. This is probably more uh, towards y'all's episode. But the the was it Doc had the? Is that what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Is, yeah. yeah. He has a Zykoi CG that'll machine. Because that'll weigh it, and it'll also give you percentage of uh, CG and stuff, right? Yeah, you have to put in a few values. Yeah. Uh, it, and it's basically, the way they do it is it, 
it's using a datum. It's like the nose of the airplane is the datum line, the CG so many inches behind that point, and then you you also input where the the nose or tail wheel is, and where the main gear are, and it it does, does the, the math, math for you, you yeah. and it calculates the total weight, and it gives you where the CG is at. Then you can tell it, okay, I'm going to add weight here, and it'll say add or subtract so many ounces or grams at the correction point. Yep. And that's basically what it comes down to. It's a pretty cool little device. I was actually thinking about buying one. I was looking into them a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, he had it out the other day. Everybody weighed their airplanes. And- yeah, you're welcome. I asked Doc to bring it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like little little uh, mini race car scale type thing. Basically. It's three points. Yeah, and- yeah it's little pucks. Yep. Yeah. yeah. There's a... It it, it does Bluetooth it, have, does it Bluetooth it, yeah okay. Bluetooth to his phone and he can yeah, be like oh, his go. box runs off a of lipo his and, model is the Bluetooth so there's actually three different ones uh, that Zyquay makes they make the Bluetooth model like Doc has they have one that uses the same pucks that's got a little screen that you you see that a lot a lot of guys have those uh, I bet Jason probably knows a lot more people with them because of the jet world it seems like the jet guys are the ones with them I don't know. Um, they're, they don't really talk about them much. <laughs> well, all uh, the people I know that have them, minus one, all fly jets. Okay. So yeah, that's why right. I always associate the Zykoi with jets. Um, you mean picking up a jet with your fingers isn't a good way to check CG? I mean, I kind of <laughs> go with the Frank Sylvester method. I just throw a battery in it. Let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Full send. That's, yeah. And that, now that's okay when you've got, you know, a hundred bucks on the line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, I agree. Hey, I, I mean, I'm not saying that that's for everybody. No. You know, and that's where we get it, like with 3D airplanes. And there again, we're dabbling into the other show topics a lot. But with the yeah, 3D airplanes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> with the with the planes that I fly, typically there's enough information out there that if you build it within recommendation, you're you're going to be close enough. Honestly, I mean, like right. Mike and I've talked about that. Like he built his big 125 laser. He's like, I didn't CG it. But I put everything where everybody else is putting it. So I had a, it was going to be close anyway. And the ARFs are consistent enough. I mean, there's differences, don't get me wrong, but it was close enough. And then with those airplanes, they can tolerate a pretty wide CG envelope, honestly. Yeah, you're wanting more tail heavy anyways if you're flying CG. Well, or we're not, not we're necessarily. Not dealing, dealing with 60 size stuff that you can pick up with your fingertips. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 you, let's talk about one of those great big D7s. Trying to pick that up with your fingertip to think about where the CG's at? You might Harry trust some cheating. Be able to do it, huh? I'm building a 14-and-a-half-foot wingspan airplane at home right now. <laughs> right. You know exactly what <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. talking about. You're yeah. like, ah, oh, damn, my fingers are. <laughs> you got to go to the you lumber know? yard and get something to make you something. <laughs> well, well but a lot of guys do. There's a thing called a, what, a Vanessa rig or Vanessa something. Vanessa rig, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen a lot of that, too, but I still hadn't built one. I've I mean, never I built a Vanessa rig through. either. Yeah. So, and then one of the things we do in the 3D world is uh, take some thin string, throw it around the wing tube. Right. And uh, my, I've got open exposed rafters in my shop. I just throw a paracord over a rafter. I've got a, uh, take like small, like fishing twine, uh-huh. wrap it around the wing tube, comes up, uh, just imagine going vertical so that you're not rubbing on the sides of the fuselage or the canopy. I took a dowel rod and I made a spreader bar to keep that string straight so it doesn't taper in. Then it tied into that paracord. And I just pull it up, and I look at it like hanging from the wing tube because most of those airplanes, like my pilot or extra, uh, my big pilot extra, for instance, the CG point is the back of the wing tube. 
So if it balances on the wing tube, that's close enough. You're close enough to fly. And, and then you're going to possibly adjust it after you fly it anyway because that's the ultimate test is to fly it. Do you lateral balance? No. I don't know. Uh, you know, but it amazes me. The people back in the old days of like 60 size glow, 120 size glow, who lateral balance airplanes for a cylinder head hanging off over. I, I had never lateral ba- balanced anything. I still haven't. Nah. I guarantee you Oakley does. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he sticks nails in the end of them. Nails or uh, epoxy quarters. What did he fly that was. Man, he flew that uh, Phoenix 7 that I've got. And yeah. within about three minutes of flying it, he was on an upline, and he goes, yeah, I think you need a little weight on that left wing. Right, for the cylinder head hanging off on the right side. Right. And, I'm not and hey, you. Oh, I he know. was like, oh, it's probably, you know, come in about an inch from the edge. Probably, I would say probably about a quarter ounce. You know what? He was dead on. Yeah. Dead on. That's four that guy's years like a, of, uh, that guy's a robot. Oh, man, he's yes. he's a savant. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 the uh, RC pattern plane savant. So, so not to not to come off the subject of what we're talking about, but uh so today Clay shows up. He he's kind of cleaning out his barn whatever. I've never had a glider. Like that's I don't have one and old Clay he's like, "Man, I'll take 40 bucks for this fucking thing." And you already have the batteries for it. And I'm like, "I'm in." Oh, don't <laughs> let me forget to take the receiver out since y'all are Never, oh, friends don't let hands. friends fly Spectrum. <laughs> oh, yeah, the hey, Clint, that leave that in there. I got that Spectrum radio. We can use it. Okay. Well, uh, it, it, please, it, yeah. please do. Yeah. And then I'm going to take a picture, and you guys will see it on the face on the <laughs> Facebook post. Hey, you know what's also funny Grun- about this? Look, Grumpy Cat holding That'll the be Spectrum. Dark ops. You'll never see it. <laughs> hey, hey, here's another thing. If we could get him with that Spectrum. And that airplane he got from you is phone, electric. right? He goes, I don't fly phone. Yep. Or no, he, sir. Or he electric. owns an electric foam airplane now. <laughs> I saw him pay you. He yeah. owns it. He owns it. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Why don't you I give just realized that. Just he gave me 40 bucks it. for that airplane. Yeah, I still need to give you 40 bucks. That's right. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll uh, take care uh, of that after the show. You see, I care so much. <laughs> right, right, right. He's so worried about it. He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> At any rate. You know, Basically, he doesn't sweat you, Clint. But he's sweating me. That's what it is. Okay. I got Whatever. It. I mean, he's a shifty little guy. Yeah. He is. Uh, he, he, I don't know what that old glider he has is. He, I don't know what it is, but you're talking like about a, Larry. Yeah. It's either like a, it's, it's an old gentle lady or, or, well, he can tell you exactly when he built it. He could tell you the day it was made and, and it's, it's not got, written on it. Anyway. It's got the second engine on it, which, and it's on a power pod. It's one of the, it's a little FP 15 or something. And he hand starts it. I mean, you know, and flies the absolute shit out of that airplane. He has been flying it since 1972, I believe. There you go. Wow. That's, That's crazy. Me. He's got a whole routine. It's, yeah. it's, it's, uh, fun you've to watch. seen it. Have yeah. You? yeah. I yeah. mean, he, and then he catches it. He just flies it. I mean, and he has the perfect catch down. He just, boop. And it's, probably, it's probably at least a two meter. Oh, at least. Yeah. Least, yeah. What's funny is he'll like he know he flies it around on the motor pod down low and just kind of yeah. rip it around and everything like that. And he knows about the same time about the time. There, that it's there's no ripping, and he, and he takes it way up. And then I mean, just perfect precision all the way down to the ground, and then catches it. So he used to have some old pattern. You may have seen that he had some old pattern plane that had an onboard glow driver, and the motor was so wore out <laughs> that he would fly around, and then he'd go. Woohoo! Below four hundred feet, you know, <laughs> three ninety nine exactly. Cut, yeah. He would cut the motor and put it in a dive, and, and then restart it. Stick. 
And he would get that thing going so fast it would windmill that old wore out <laughs> motor and fire back up off that. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So you were stationed at Barksdale at one point, weren't you, Jason? Correct. Yeah. So growing up, I used to go to the air shows at Barksdale. Uh, I mean, I would say 90% of the air shows I've been to, if not more, were at Barksdale Air Force Base. And one of the most impressive things I ever saw was a sailplane aerobatic routine at Barksdale. And what they did is they towed it up with a steerman, and the guy got up and did sailplane aerobatics, which is just doesn't look right in the first place, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. But he finished off the routine. He did an inverted low pass, and he cut a string of flags and uh, somehow pitched it back up, rolled the plane level, turned around, and landed. Yep. And uh, that was – I mean, I was impressed. And ever since then, I have wanted to see that in RC. Uh, so far, I haven't got to, but for the RC sailplane guys out there, I want to see it. <laughs> the uh, the ultimate in that one is uh, Bob Hoover yep. with oh. the Strike Commander. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that guy, he had that airplane figured out. And, and that's still – and I know that somebody tagged me in one you know, a few months ago that what it, it wasn't enough of a kit to want. Mm-hmm. But an Aero Commander RC, boy. What's that uh, – that's called energy management, by the way. Yeah, yeah, right. He talked about energy management a lot. Um, he was a, the master at holding a 1G barrel roll and 1G yeah. loops and all that to, to as well. Um, I was trying to think of that kit. It wasn't a uh, – oh, it, who was – I'm trying to think of some of those kit manufacturers. Uh, uh, Zeroli obviously made a there, bunch of plans, but then there was another. Was like something twin, uh, something giant twins RC or something like that. We'll get corrected on the on the show. Oh yeah, but uh, it was the big was giant twins. The, that sounds fun. It was right. just all the yeah. fiberglass pieces, wasn't it? Like the fuselage. no, it didn't have a wing. Or, it was right. just so, a fuselage. Right. Who made the who made all of the uh, scale civilian airplanes? They were like he made kits for like one fifty, a one fifty two, a one seventy, one seventy two. Like made kits for tons of Cessnas. National Boss sells the kits now. I'm gonna have to look it up. <laughs> but uh but I, you remember I, the hobby shop that was in Salina? Yeah, Don's. Don's hobby shop. I'm pretty sure Don sold these kits I'm talking about. Right. Uh, uh very possible. I I guarantee you that that is one on my hit list that I don't know if I'll ever get it done. But a big arrow commander with like 50s in, on it, you know, big retracts, just hot rod right down the center of the runway. Oh, boy. Oh, get to the end of that runway, pull that sucker straight up. Yep. Let's go yeah. straight up. <laughs> it says arrow commander in German on the side. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. could make that happen. But you can only fly it. What was you? Was you barefoot or had flip-flops on? Where? On the story of the arrow commander. No, oh, I had shoes on, no socks. No socks. That's what it's Hotstetler. Hotstetler. Hotstetler? Yeah, I can't say it, but yeah, and, that, that's the kits I was thinking of. And I would probably do the paint scheme that color. It had, it was all, it was an all white arrow commander, and it had like a dark blue and a medium blue and a light blue, all metallic. Oh, it's a beautiful airplane. The, the only thing I remember, I don't remember the whole end number. I just remember 44 Delta. This, it was, yeah. that was the last three numbers of it. You're talking about the uh, air show at Barksdale? Yes, sir. I actually got to meet uh, Kirby Chambliss. He did a uh, demonstration there after his flight. Uh, he did, you know, a couple demonstrations over the whole weekend, and I was actually working the air show. I was there. What year was that? This was... Was it 2012? Uh, actually, it was somewhere around there, yeah. I, I met Kirby at Barksdale 2012. 
Because he's probably standing behind each other in line, you know? <laughs> Dude, the last Well, so here's what happened. Man. So I'm going to let Jason finish, but I went to the – so I was going to college at Kilgore, Texas. You're not letting Jason finish. And I drove from Kilgore, and I met my dad at Shreveport, or at Barksdale, or I'm sorry, Bossier City. That's what I'm trying to get out. And we stayed the night. We got up early. We went out to the air show. We got there well before everyone else. You know, there, there was a small crowd. And uh, I see Kirby's Edge 540 coming, which I was a huge fan of Kirby by this point because of Red Bull Air Racing. And so I see his airplane taxiing up to the ramp because they've got a, a spot where they're parking airplanes. You can't get to them, but you can get right. really close to them, right? And uh, Kevin Coleman, his uh, extra is sitting there, and then here comes Kirby's. And I said, I told my dad, I was like, yeah, that's, that's Kirby's airplane coming. And he said, oh, okay. And, well, this plane pulls up, and his crew chief gets out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's not – Kirby. I was like, that's his crew chief. And I knew this because I watched a lot of videos of Kirby and his crew chief and different stuff about that. Anyway, then this little silver car pulls up and Kirby gets out and he talks to his crew chief for a little bit. And I'm just standing there at the fence. He comes beeline straight to me, talked to us for a few minutes, signed autographs, took pictures and stuff like that. Really nice guy. He is a cool guy for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Did he yeah. have his wheelbarrow uh, with him? <laughs> for his balls that yeah. clank. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, I, when I got to meet him, Go ahead. Uh, his last flight of the weekend, he actually uh, blew his engine. Oh wow! Um, yeah, he he landed, and you know they were like, "Hey, it's over. We're, we got to get another engine." And we actually, I was in what they call the AR shop for the Air Force. Uh, we did the heavy maintenance on the aircraft, mm-hmm. but uh, we had to work the air show, like I said. So we helped them find a hangar space to put it in, so they could work on it when they got the engine there. Well, this was it was around two thousand eight or two thousand nine. Okay. Um, I went to the Red Bull Air Races in Dallas, uh, maybe about three years ago. I think we was all there. I was there. Uh, Terry and I were there. We were all there. I was fixing to ask that question. Who at this? I was there. I went to all three of them in Fort Worth. After the races, I went down and uh, to the outside the pitch, you know, and I was standing there, and I I went over and said, "Hey, I I enjoyed your uh, your uh, flights down in uh, Barksdale a couple years ago." And he said, "Wait a minute, were you there when I blew the engine?" Yeah. Hey, man, what's going on? Yeah. He came over and talked to me. Awesome guy. Yeah, yeah he is. That, he remembered you. So my favorite thing about Black Kirby. built like a whiskey barrel. Right <laughs> I remember him. Well, I saw a picture of Jason a few years back. He's uh, He was a little slimmer guy in the I Air was Force. A, I, I didn't look like a whiskey barrel then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no. Oh, fire plug. Whiskey so, barrel might be a bad hit. Fire plug, whatever you want. To, I, I guarantee, I ain't fucking with him. I guarantee no, no, There is no way. <laughs> no. I ain't going to let him grab a hold of me. No, man. that's going to hurt. No, I'm sorry, man. Did I piss you off? I didn't mean to piss you off. What can I do for you? Anything? I'll help you out, man. Whatever. You'll make me see stars. <laughs> no, I don't know if y'all caught this. When we went, we were at the Red Bull Air Race. I, like I said, I went to all three of them in Fort Worth. But Kirby Chamless, he, he adds a little flair to everything he does, I feel like. You know, everybody else, they're taking off a pit road or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, they're taking off behind all the garages, and they take off, and everybody's just pulling out nice and steady, easy. Kirby gets up there and pulls <laughs> off a slip. And I, I'm like, that right there is why I like that guy. Man, you I know, don't... he's just got to throw something in there just to be different, you know. And and it was just a simple slip. You know, it's nothing right. out of the, nothing real crazy for an edge. But everybody, you know, you got these other 13 pilots that are like by the book, taking off. Here he comes. You know, he's just kind of one of those, I don't know, wild cards, I guess is the kind of way I think of it. You and, know? and the cool thing with that, the Dallas, uh, <laughs> ah, there you go. 
is, Already. You know, I've watched some of the other ones like in Abu Dhabi or uh, San Diego and shit. Man, this if, – if you got to look at the – people ain't seen – got to watch videos of, of – Motor uh, Texas Motor Speedway. Yeah, yeah. Man, these guys—it's a whole. It's not a straight line. They're coming in and had to dip down because yeah. of a hotel. Well, <laughs> well, they had to dip down. They, because they, it's a bowl. They in, right. well, and they entered the track like almost at a forty-five. Right. Yeah. So they entered the track and made an immediate left-hand turn right. to get into yeah. the chicane and line up for the vertical turn. The other end, the hotel is where they have to do the loop. Most the of loop, them do the yeah. loop to get yeah. back on the track. So when you yeah. exit, you got to pull straight up. Or you're gonna run into the grandstand. <laughs> yeah. Man. Do you remember seeing uh, so if you're looking left of the of the big screen? Yeah. The big hoss. Or that where that real hard left turn was right there? Uh do you remember? depends on what year you went because it the was first the year last one. It was, it was two, the last one. So the first year was even better. It was a hard right hand turn. Oh yeah. boy. Yeah. They turned back towards the, the grandstands and that was where they exited the the Next to last gate, and then they made a high energy right hand turn back into the uh, start stop gate. The the last one, there was that left hand turn right there. You remember what I'm talking about? To the left of the big screen, right? It's like they went around a light pole. Yes. You remember watching that? The guy pulled so hard he snapped the airplane. Remember watching him start to snap? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. High yeah. speed stall. Oh boy, <laughs> did a high speed stall. The yeah. ultimate one was Matt Hall in Australia. The water. Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> when he ricocheted an MXS off the water. Yeah, you know you know he sucked every bit of fucking seat there was up <laughs> See, straight he, up yeah, his ass. He lived yeah. with part of that airplane. <laughs> I'm so, telling you, if there's guys that have that have balls that clank, it's those guys. Oh yeah. oh yeah. I mean So at the Red Bull Air Races in Texas, some of my favorite racing was during the qualifiers. When they hit one of the pylons, the guys racing out to fix the pylons. Yes. Right. How fast they could do that. That was amazing. Yeah. I'm sorry. Seven that minutes. Was cool. yeah. Seven minutes. Yeah. It I'm was, willing to bet. I don't even think it was that. Well, no, what no, that. no. Was seven, like, they, they, they say that seven minutes is what it takes. Dude, I it think some of those were faster than that. It it was, some it was of them were faster than that. The stuff that I bet they you could there do. wasn't none of them guys over 25 years old. No. And the guys would jump up there and get inside. Yeah. <laughs> a truck bed full of people just dumped out. And yeah. Man, I'm going with the guy that was on like the sky lift that was freaking. The cameraman. The, the camera guy. Six or 700 feet in the air. Dude, it looked so crazy. I don't know how high it was. It wasn't that high, but it was way up there. But man, it was windy that last day we were there and yeah. that thing was rocking. I guarantee you that guy. So. I don't remember which year it was, but they actually had to stop racing because the wind was so high. And I'm watching that guy in that crane. I'm like, because he was out there every year, every race. And I'm thinking to myself, that guy's nuts. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. these other guys, they're right. kind of nuts. That guy's nuts. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't know about you, but you can fly me as high in an airplane. It don't bother me. I get 10 foot on a ladder and I'm shaking like a yeah. leaf. Dude, I can't handle it. It's no, so I, I would, the worst it is. Yeah. Dude. I would totally be the idiot on the sky lift. I love that. Shit. So oh, we, we have a real good friend that's a Southwest Airlines captain. Can't go two steps up a ladder. No kidding. I'm, I'm the same way. It's I'm, a completely different feeling. I'm yeah. inside the airplane. I can't fall out of the airplane. I can fall off of the ladder. That's oh, my man. thought process. We, uh, you sent videos of all these tank batteries you gotta crawl up dude i'm scared to death <laughs> i'm hanging on to the rail <laughs> yeah no yeah i sent y'all videos that's like 60 foot up on those tanks yeah dude no i don't handle it well at all <laughs> i got a buddy that works on cell phone towers uh-uh. and he's got pictures on his facebook of him standing on the top of these towers, which i'm sure he's tethered but dude he's standing dude 
Hey, I've done hundreds and hundreds of feet. And I did. Like, I did that no. for two years. Uh, I pretty much the tallest one I was on, and you had to climb it thirteen hundred eighty feet. Uh, yes, uh, and he's on the very top, just standing there. Yep. On, on something probably the size of the stable. It may be bigger than a stable, but it don't look. No, no dude. dude, I'm. I'm no. looking, my palms are getting sweaty. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Well, yeah. Hey, what you have to realize is three times your height is a fatal fall. So once you're three times your height off the ground, it doesn't matter anymore. I weigh two seventy five. I trip. I could die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we. Uh, that's, that's yeah. So <laughs> I'll tell you how bad it is for you. those tanks. I sent y'all pictures of climbing. Those are all in Fort Worth. Um, which is a pretty cool place to work at because you get to see F-35s taking off from the Joint Reserve Base. But yeah. anyway. Um, I wouldn't consider that climbing. I think they all got ladders, right? They do. Yeah, yeah. It, it, <laughs> it's considered climbing, according I'm to my out. company, climbing yeah. tanks. Yeah. And I have to watch, I have to look out because if I look down, it mess, <laughs> I'm like, nope, nope. I, I just, He's got like he, a staircase. It's not even like a ladder. <laughs> no, nah, it's a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> one, of, one of them's a ladder, but it's ladder. pretty short. Yeah. <laughs> now one of them is a is a straight up ladder, but most of them are stairs. Yeah. My my dad uh, built jet engine test cells for a living for many years, and he was working at Miramar in San Diego. So I go out there over the summer. I'm I'm still in high school, so summer break I got to go out there for a month and work. You what? know, make some money, whatever. You get to watch Tomcats all day, huh? Yeah, get get to watch a lot of cool shit. Well, the Blue Angels. It was when they were having their uh, air show at Miramar. So the Blue Angels were coming in. So me and this other guy, we went and got on this man lift, drove it out and kind of to the center of the world, and we run this man lift up up yo and it was a snorkel so up up yo out yeah and my dad said it wasn't but a but like a 40 foot snorkel and i'm like nah (laughs) it was 375 (laughs) feet no i was like it it was a 60 footer so i mean it was a tall bastard as far as i was concerned because it was windy so we run this thing up and out and i'm up there I guarantee you, my my hand grips are still still in that rail from this thing, <laughs> just blowing back and forth. I'm like, dude, White get knuckle. me down right now. I'm out. I'll watch yeah. it from the ground. Yep. I'm Man, what used to get me on those sailor towers? So we had this thing called a pelican hook, and that's how you kind of tie yourself off to kind of take a break or whatever. So you'd be, you know, you click off to take a break, or maybe you got to reach over here and do something. That sucker would slide across that ladder rung, dude. <laughs> I mean, heart starts beating and everything like that. It's like, oh, for about two seconds. And you're, oh, wait, I just slid over a little bit. Now, what gets scary is after a couple of months of that, you know, it doesn't even phase you anymore. Right. You're just like, eh, it just slides right over. Everything's what, good. What will piss you off is when you're with somebody, like in a man basket, and they're comfortable with it, oh, and you're not. So they shit. start bouncing. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, no. I'm that guy, no. man. Uh, <laughs> I'm that guy. <laughs> when you're PCU. operating the basket, it's not as scary. It's when you're the passenger that's, that's scary. That's yeah. Well, you know what a PCU is, you know, yeah. in the run. we got to change those. And, and yeah. You get those people who want to bounce, and they know it bothers you. You're like, oh, damn it, stop. I thought you were the one doing the bouncing. No, I'm the spotter now. I don't go up there. Oh, I thought, I thought when you said that, I thought you were the guy operating it, scaring the shit out of the new guy. No, dude. Like when I was young, it didn't bother. The older I get, the, I, I can't do it no more. I don't know why. Yeah, he said I'm the. Spotter, you start thinking about all the things that could go wrong. It's like I know the guy that maintains this, and he's a fuck. They don't get maintained. Exactly. Is this thing got hydraulic fluid or not? Yeah, they're all they're all uh, you know they contract those from a company and. 
I don't ever see people come work on those. Yeah. <laughs> they only they work come on work the on break. when they're broke. Yep, that's it. Yeah. And there's nothing worse than being the guy on it after it's been repaired. Dude, we've had them. So, we've had people. We've had them die. Well, yeah, huh? What people die or the machine? No, no, no. Die? The, the machine, machine dies. They're uh, diesel. I've been stuck in the air in one. Before. And yeah, they'll yeah. they'll be up there and try to start it. It won't start, dude. They're freaking. Happen, yeah. What do you do? Send another one up to get the guys out of it. Now you climb There's down. an override. Yeah, but yeah. Now, now a scissor lift will come down. You, no, you, these are these are snorkels. Yeah. How does yeah. that come down? Basically, you have to figure out how to get it started from the ground, which there's a whole other set of controls on yeah, the ground. Yeah, right. You can override everything and do it from the ground. So you got to hope somebody – I mean, I'm not above standing there with a can of ether making this son of a bitch run. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know? I'm going to blow, blow the engine, but it's coming down. Right. <laughs> I've also seen them where they had a um, – uh, auxiliary hydraulic pump. Even though it was diesel, it'll have a battery operated pump. That's what I think. The bleed, yeah. the bleed just, yeah. Hey, this is no joke. There was a the building the last your dad's last job at Tinker. Uh huh. Building two forty. Okay. So this is about the same time he was working there. They had these cast. They had these big drains in the hangar deck. Uh huh. And they had these big cast iron grates. And there was a guy putting up. I want to say it was a fire suppression type system. And he was in the snorkel lift driving, extended, and went over that grate. The grate snapped. Oh, shit. And it went like this, and it slung shot him <laughs> out. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it's funny now, but dude, it, he hit the wall and was hanging from wow. his harness. Blood just, they thought he was dead. Oh, right. buddy so of mine so- went up to, to rescue him, and he told that guy, he said, hey, just tell my wife and family I love them. Dude, there was blood everywhere, and it just because when it went down, you know, he's up there, it just trebucheted him out of yeah. it. Right? Yeah, I'm out. Trebucheted him. <laughs> so, when, word of the week. Yeah. Trebuchet. When, yeah. when when my when my dad decided that he was done working, and I know y'all have heard this story. Uh, he was over there at the old GM, you know, putting it back together from the tornado. He was up in a snorkel, or not a snorkel, but he was up in a scissor lift with a guy. And the guy was a diabetic, and he had a he had a diabetic uh, Went, uh, episode, yeah. and he was the guy driving. Mm-hmm. Yo, my my old man, he tells us, and he laughs about it now, but he was madder than fuck. Have you, you ever, have you ever run into somebody going through that episode? No, he had. They're to, out of their mind, right? They don't yeah, know yeah. What the hell? They're and doing. they're he was sixty feet in the air with this guy. Mm. Out of his mind, had to step over him to get to the control box to woo hoo, yeah. you know, get get down here on the ground, and I'm like, ah, it, this was the third time that gentleman had had an episode on the job. And my dad was like, fuck it, I'm Sound out, like he <laughs> you know. Wow, <laughs> ah, uh, it, you know, it, it just comes to, it, uh-uh, I'm out. Yeah, be sixty foot in the air with a guy freaking out. Can you imagine? Nope, I'm out. Trying to hand him a Snickers. Here, dude, eat something. Come on. Well, no, trying to get... You, you get a little uh, angry when you're... Angry. Yeah, right. Well, no, man, I had, a, I had a real good friend that was diabetic, and he would have those. And I mean, he always had something out around. They kind of go out... They don't, yeah. You could talk to them. They just look at you blank. Yeah, we hung out enough that I could yeah. see it start happening. I was like, man, you need to hit that Snickers, bro. Come on, man. He's he like, oh, put, gosh. Put oh, that yeah. Werther's Original in your mouth. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> no, that was real, man. That was a real deal. Yeah. Werther's Original, that's like one of those candies that, like... You got to be a certain age to know where to buy them at. 
You, you know, that candy that nobody ever buys, and when you have one, you're like, God damn, that was good. Don't ever no, the, the ultimate, ones. The ultimate one is, you know, the little strawberry candies that your Chewy grandma sandwich? had? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I, 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 can't, I don't even know where you get those at right. to this day, but my grandma always had them. Well, hey, where is, it's like you got to be a grandparent. To know where to buy the the strawberry candy. Both of my kids got those for Christmas from Grandma, <laughs> and neither one of them were like, "What do we do with these?" Like, I'll take them. Yeah, I, I got, I got those them. are horrible. Yeah, yeah, those are bad. Don't eat those. The only place I really remember getting <laughs> yeah. them was uh, what was the name of that place in the mall that you could buy the sets of cheese and sausage and shit? Hillshire Farms. Hillshire. No, yeah. no, Hillshire. No, shit, it yeah. was something else. Hillshire makes Petridge some Farms. Petridge Farms. No, no. They make cookies. Uh, no, dude, it was Petridge. Hickory. Yeah, Petridge. It was Hickory Farms. Petridge Farms. Farms. Things in the mall, you can buy stuff right there. Hickory Farms. I remember the summer yeah. sausage, and they had this amazing hot mustard to go with. Right. Oh, it was that, so good. In that big box, yeah. there was always five or six of those little. Some kind of crazy German horseradish mustard or something yeah. that was just amazing. Some smoked Gouda. Yeah. It oh, tastes yeah, good. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. tell you right now. When we come back from Ice House, we stopped at the uh, at the Bucky's. Oh yeah, and I got some of that jalapeno and cheddar sausage, yeah. so, uh, smoke or uh, summer sausage. Yes, oh boy, that's uh that's next on or I say not next necessarily, but it's on my list to to get into making summer sausage. I think so. you got. You just need the. I need a sausage stuffer. The grinder sucks. Yeah. Yeah, you said that, and I've Michael went called, straight to the sticks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've been called that once or twice. I forgot the old sausage stuffer. Jeez. <laughs> I knew somebody uh, was going to go there. I knew it. No, I uh, I was looking on Facebook or something, and down in Texas, there's I think it's called like it's the German the gas station. Yeah, dude, have you seen inside that? Uh uh-uh. man, Slov Slovniks or something like that. Should we have stopped? Oh, you're talking about like a. Uh, the it's Czechoslovakian, Czechoslovakian or German? Yeah, it's just no. It's a uh, we should down stopped. there around uh, like West and like around Waco. There's a lot of Czechoslovakian. Right. Uh, yeah, it's I know exactly so which station you're talking about, but I can't think of the name of it. You can get all sorts of German sausages and, and beef jerky, sausages German style and all that. Man, we should have stopped. Yeah. Well, apologize uh, to we you guys. Babes on our but mind. Michael and and Jason are trying the the snack sticks I made. Those are a little bit dry. Uh, I messed around mm-hmm. and let them cook a little bit too long. Uh, they're about 20, 30 degrees, a little bit overdone. But uh, I oh, think man, that was my first attempt at making sausage. So I don't think I've ever had duck jerky, but that stuff was pretty stout, man. What about yeah. duck sausage? Duck on it and get you some. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that's actually the first time I've made ducks jerky as well. Um, so my buddy Craig is the first one I knew to try it, and that was just recently. And I, I tried it. I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, and then we went and busted the hell out of some ducks here about two weekends ago. So we're like, man, we got all these ducks. What are we going to do? And, uh, yeah, ducks are a little cheaper than deer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they hadn't heard the story on yeah, that. Yeah. We'll, we'll <laughs> leave, Nobody leave that has. That was, that was an inside joke. We'll leave that for point. off air. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, <no>. Anyway. <laughs> Poor guy. What's the texture like? Huh? I mean, I've never, I, I say that I think I might have had some like some duck, duck. In a German restaurant so or something. Most people equate it to like liver. It's, to me, it's, it's not, dark. Yeah. yeah, I don't really. I've never cooked jerky. I mean, a duck in any other way. Personally, I've ate God, it damn, in other how ways. Many ducks is that? <laughs> Dude, like I said, we busted the hell out of some ducks. Dude, <laughs> that's a bag of quackers right that's there, four man. Four pounds of duck. 
Dude, turkey right there. We, yeah. we had a five man limit. Really? Yeah. Let's yeah. See, let me find a little piece. That's a big bag. Yeah, that's that's all of what I made. It kind of has a hint of tasting a little like fish, but not. I don't know how to explain it any other way than that. I'm not picking up on that. I didn't get that either, but it's not for everybody. I'll admit it's not for I'm everybody. This it's, is delicious. Yeah. Hey, you like that one? Give me one while you're in there, please. Yeah. So the you uh, can't really tell the difference. I mean, it's real close to so the, the texture of beef. Yeah. So the sausage is eighty uh, percent deer, twenty <laughs> percent ground Casey. pork. Uh, in order to get sausage to work right, you got to have a little bit of beef fat you or pork fat. Right? With your stick. So, so it's got a little bit of pork in it. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, so. Casey and I talked about this. Huh? Jason's over here, like, nah, I ain't even going there. It's not that bad, ain't right? That's not what I would expect. I would expect it to be more like a texture of chicken or something. No, no, it's no, not that's like totally chicken. different than chicken. Yeah. That's good, man. No, um, dude, real good. But. Uh, Anyway, you know, we've talked about Don't other, mind the other hobbies in the, in the microphone, um, Casey. You know, <laughs> you're <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> now, we've talked about new hobbies, other hobbies outside of RC. Uh, ever since I got that pit boss, I mean, Larry and I, we've talked about cooking a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's kind of my new hobbies, trying different I, stuff, making sausages, jerky, you know. That's done on the pit boss? That's done on the pit boss. Really? Yeah. We were, we were, uh, Casey and I were actually having that discussion last night of, uh, we're yeah, gonna, I might have to apologize about some stuff because I kind of gave you guys some crap about cooking on these electric ovens and everything. And, uh-huh. Which, so, so you did it? Yeah, well, this isn't a smoker <laughs> or anything, but I got one of these air fryers that everybody's talking about. Dude, I've heard. For Christmas. I've I'd, heard. N- I'd have never bought one. I was skeptical. My mom gets me this thing. I have used it every night since I got new chicken wings are insane. Yep. Man, I made some diced potatoes. Oh, gosh. Going my black eyed peas yesterday. Oh, man. Hey, everybody likes a corn dog, right? But at home, you got to do oh, yeah. corn dogs in there. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Corn we dogs like that carnival time, food that it's really good at the carnival. And everywhere else, it's just, eh, it's a corn dog. Right. Unless you're at Clint's house. That's he's the same got, thing for secret batter. At home. Well, that's like I funnel do. cakes too, though. You know, funnel cakes, like you go to the state fair, like you got to have a funnel cake. Yeah. Any other time, it's like, eh, I don't know. I don't think I've had one anywhere other than the fair. The last I'm good one for I had. Three bites, man. There's, right. There's just too much. Yeah. And then I'm <laughs> sick. I'm Dude, sick. The, oh, the last yeah. one I had was at Lightweight. Baxter's Fun Fly. The ladies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eat some beets. They make funnel cakes. I had one at the Baxter Fun Fly. When they were there. Dude, that chocolate cake they had with bacon and jalapenos. Jeez. Oh, man. Dude, That's I thought shit. Larry was going to get sick. Or, sorry, I thought Clint was going to get sick on that. He ate a bunch of it, didn't you? No, I just had one piece. That's but too boy, much. Boy, it was. Two it was, bites to set you off. It's man. a big It's a big piece. You want to talk about the diabetes. Uh, <laughs> right. Diabetes. Yeah. Wilford Brimley was uh, visiting you that evening. <laughs> right. Uh, I guess but, uh, everybody can tell it's lunchtime because we've talked about food for like 15 minutes now. <laughs> hey, we all like to eat, man. Well, and that's where I was going is, uh, I think after this, uh, swap meet and indoor deal we got coming, I think that we're going to have a, have a food gathering somewhere. Yeah, we need to, it seems like Larry offered up his shop, you know, for, oh, do some, uh, either some steaks or some chili or something. Right. We, we talked about both at different times. I, I think we just bring all kinds of crap, man. Oh, you, yeah. You guys yeah. missed out on some good chili yesterday. Mm yeah yeah we, you guys are studs man we yeah. had some good chili at our field do you too. guys like hot hot stuff absolutely oh yeah, oh, yeah. okay 
to an extent. So it's got to taste good. Really, it can't just be hot. Dude, I don't want none of that shit. This, you know, I'm not eating no one chip challenge. I'm not. No, this this Philip makes this. He he brings two chilies every year. Now, see, I've already heard about Philip. Yeah, and one (laughs) of them's them's a little small. You know, it's only about an inch worth of stuff in there. And you take like my chili that's you know very mild, and you put like a spoonful of his in it. Yes, and And then it's hot. Then it sets it (laughs) off just right. Uh, all I can hear is Casey chewing in the fucking microphone. It's about to wear me out. I mean, it is just about to get on fucking. Hey, now you know, he's now you know what every week for me is like. Oh, wow. Uh, That's one of the he's sounds. Like 28 yeah. weeks of Clint, and I finally got to him. Yes. That's one of the I, sounds I think, that sets me off as smacking. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm over here twitching. Makes his agent orange. This guy, he up. chewed my ass last Sunday about my welcome back last week. So. Dude, if I didn't have to take 30 minutes to edit it to where it was actually palatable, it might not have been so bad. See, that's that's what the listeners don't get to experience. Oh, man. Is the volume that it actually occurred at. Oh. Well, hey, if anybody ever busts our balls about audio quality, number one, I'm doing the best i can number two it's you can fault. you cannot tame this guy's voice i mean it just like it wraps around you i mean i don't even know it's like a, it's like a fart it, it just goes everywhere Dude. you know i mean it just fills the room from all sides oh yeah man i still don't smile boy you get it on your teeth i still think putting him in uh, tom cruise's closet would be oh man yeah it might contain we're, we're gonna build clint a closet <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and that way every week he can come out of the closet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. We know you're in there, Clint. Dude, he comes busting out Just the door. Come on, Welcome back. Come on, Clint. Just come on out of the closet. We know you're in there. Yeah. <laughs> It's better than this motherfucker screaming over my welcome back. I mean, holy shit. That was shit. pretty rough, too. Yeah. Uh, that, that was funny, though. Hey, I didn't have to edit it as much as I did. You're welcome back. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm sorry. I was a little loud last week. It's okay. All, it's okay. Oh, yeah. I, can't, I, I just tried to blow the speakers out on the, on the computer well, over there. Well, you did. Maybe. They haven't sounded right since. So, speaking of that, I've thought about this with the new show with Jason, Michael, myself. We're all considerably... A, I'd say more reserved, a little bit quieter bunch than than these jack wagons. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're kind of all just loud and hot yeah. 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 I'm Probably not going to be any ball busting on that show. Yeah, it, uh, there'll be a little bit maybe, but not quite like this bunch. But then I thought about it. I was like, we got to have a welcome back, but it can't be a Clint welcome back. We got to come up with something else. I could always dub it in, man. Jeez. No. It'll take away from this. Like, he's like, no, he's you're like, not no, going to no, do that. No, no, no. no. Uh, I don't know. We need to, we need to, we got to come up with something. So I think so, at huh? least. Jeez. Jeez. Maybe. So Clint's, that's going to be on the soundboard. Yeah. Jeez. Jeez. Yeah. Says Jeez. Well, Talk- whenever, whenever the, uh, somebody's flying at the stole drag and their plane tips over, Soundboard. Jeez. <laughs> Either jeez or it's, what's the other one? He's got. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, so, I'm going to tell you right now, that was some of the most fun I ever had. Jarrett Watson and I sitting there announcing that. 
trying to be somewhat professional, not and be like, you fucking suck, you know, <laughs> trying not to do that. Oh, man. So we've talked great. about it. I think that has to be a staple. I mean, I think, <laughs> yeah. I, if it was up to me, uh, yes, it has to be announced by somebody that's going to be ridiculous. Hey, you got to got to sign a ball-busting disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, you get mad at me, right? Yeah. <laughs> I had a guy mad at me, <laughs> dude. Matter now. Who was who was our guy? Freaking uh, the the uh, the guy in the dunk tank. Bozo. 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 Yeah. Bobo. Yeah. Bobo. Yeah. Bobo. Bobo the clown. Was, Bobo the clown. Yeah. yeah. Man, we ran right. We ran into him that night at the bar. Jeez. Damn sure did. I ran into him again. I went to a concert at the Diamond, and he was in there again. Oh, dude. Did you buy? You, you just you have... buy him three more Crown and Cokes? No. You, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You just got a knack for running into people, you know, Frank Sylvester. You had, Larry's that right? guy, man. Yeah. Larry's you had no guy. idea. I don't know if you caught it. I didn't just run into Frank Sylvester. Dude, he had already been on the road for, well, he came from, where does he at? Indiana. Indiana? Yeah. yeah. I just caught him in Tulsa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Frank. That, that guy. <laughs> that guy was something else last week, wasn't he? Dude, he's good shit, man. He's going to, dude, when he comes through town, he's going to call us up. Yeah. I know he is. Oh, yeah. He said he was. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure he will. You're going to have to be, you're going to have to make a special trip to Oklahoma City for that one. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> it will happen. Look at Jason. <laughs> You've seen the video. You know so, who he is. Here's, here's what we need. We need somebody. Whether it be us or a listener or somebody, we need to find a junked out A10. Okay. Oh. And then we need to do like a Tosh.0 style <laughs> web dev redem- web, web redemption. Web redemption. Yeah. But oh. give it to them with everything backwards. That's <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's it's go. It's all out of what, what did he say? It's all out of, uh, out of whack. Is no. it, it was out of whack. Yeah. I thought it was something. Either that or we just. Reverse one thing so that he can like get it all, like right. get it going a little bit, you know, right. and then it goes out of control. Yeah. Dude, we need to like set up like the simulator so we got like a failure key while he's flying. Yeah, like the you know, that, that yeah. Yeah. Or we could maybe I don't know if we could pull it off, but do it like I did Kerry Howard that time where we uh, we buddy boxed him. You know, did I tell you guys the story? Yeah, I so he bought this new trainer and uh, he was trying to he wanted to teach Sarah how to fly model airplanes she actually does pretty good but anyway so he bought this new trainer and he's setting it up on Fataba, and he said i want you to fly the master radio fly it trim it and then hand it off to the slave radio he said i'll fly it trim it make sure everything's okay good to go i was like, all right that's good so we go through all of that <laughs> and then as he's flying it around i, I take a step it. back and i just let go of the switch and i start flying it erratically like straight at the ground, in loops, roll, and he's freaking out. He's because this is the first flight of the airplane, and, and he's and he's like, "Man, what's going on?" And I was like, "I don't know, man. You got it." And it, I just I agged it on. Here, you know? I'll take it. I'll take it. No, start flying again. And, again. and no, I was like, "No, dude, I don't have it." You and he's freaking out. And finally, he's like, "You saw, bitch, you got it, don't you?" And, <laughs> But it messed him up. He was like, man, I was nervous the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. That's good shit. I, I have an old 70-millimeter uh, A10 in my attic that I'm not doing anything with. Oh, man, here we uh, go. Yeah. Uh, Frank, we got something for you, buddy. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lord have mercy. It's going to be good stuff, man. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know how. I'm sure that. He's probably got some comments on his video that probably weren't very, very nice or anything. Oh, dude, yeah. I, I appreciate this. Dude, 
It was awesome. It makes me happy. It's good stuff. <laughs> Golly, Clint. Whatever, man. It does. There's two kind of people in the world, guys that do it and guys that want to do it. He just did it. He just stomped it. Stomped the shit Curb out of it. Curb stomp. Made a mud, pole out, a mud puddle out of that thing. It was awesome. But he took huh. the retracks. Yeah. Hey, I can't get my wife to watch any kind of RC anything. I'm trying to show her something. Hey, check this out. And I was like, hey, watch this. She was like, huh. Hey. She was laughing and loving every bit of it, man. It's good stuff. It's comedy. I've been with my wife going on, I guess, 10 or 11, maybe 12 years. And uh, Don't I tell your her wife watch that. It, and she said, fuck. After watching that video, uh, not mocking them, but you know. Right. She said fuck more than I've heard her say in 12 years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> he was so mad. That was so awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm not happy that he was mad, but I like the aftermath of it. It was good. It was good. Yeah. But, man, I was thinking of something here. Talking about Kirby Shambles and all this. Whatever happened to old Patty Wagstaff? She's still, still around. Still around, yeah. Mm-hmm. Still around? Don't seem like you uh, – seem like she was more – involved she she's she's retired from the air air show circuit we actually met her at oshkosh in 2019 okay bucked her a little bit and she's just on another podcast to listen to just we're not gonna go down that road are we so buddy wag style (laughs) i guess we're gonna go down that road i I was wondering where the came in (laughs) i guess i guess we're gonna go down that road neither guys this fucking guy. You uh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I ran into him the other day. I'm glad you did. That wasn't me. <laughs> Better you than me, huh? Oh. See, I haven't got to experience this yet. So. Oh, oh man. Hey, you I think can Michael go, and me both haven't got to experience this I, yet. You can I'm go lost, tune so. his motor up next time. Dude, I can't tune. I'm the radio guy. Oh. You, you go tune his motor up now. Just, just take a guess and. It was, it'll be all right. It was bad. Words of wisdom. Just stay behind it. Yeah, stay behind it. Oh, that that incident. Yeah, we, oh, we've yeah. talked about it before oh, on the show. Yeah, yeah. Every, every that, that time was, I, I think hear that was one that, of the early ones. Yeah, every time I hear that, I just fucking cringe. I've got a soft spot for the guy. Man. Yeah, I know I, you do. <laughs> hey, Clint, come help me out with this. Oh, all right. Well, here's the deal, man. He would have asked you himself, but you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm okay with that. Hey, I will tell you what. Every time I'm at the field, man, he comes up and talks to me. We have good conversations, man. It's it's a good time. He dodges me like yeah. the fucking plague. As do multiple people. Right, I'm okay yeah. with that. I was that. thinking it. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm okay Dude, with that. I have literally seen Clint get out of his car and see people load stuff up. <laughs> <with him. Yeah. laughs> I didn't think I was that big of an no, asshole. No, man, I mean. You're not once you get to know you. it's it's that it's you got to break down that wall. Yeah, you once you, you know? learn that's just who you are. It's yeah, not. it's just who you are. It's just who you are. That but guy's dealt too. with me enough. <laughs> At the end of the day, some people just they just don't want to do it. Boy likes you. Hey, I'd rather that guy like me than his boy. <laughs> oh man. And you wonder why you have this deal. There's another one. Saying. There's yeah. another one you got experience. Oh man, Captain Dude. America. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jason, He's by the way, there. by how he's Jason shaking his head, there. it's like I'm already doubting things. Oh, oh man, oh boy. 
Uh, well, so at, at this point, a, I'm going to rely on. I think Jason's a credible source down here. <laughs> I think you two are setting me up for failure. No, I'm not, no you got. It's kind of like, yeah. uh, man, everybody wants to take somebody to a real seedy shaker club, you know, like that. Like, hey, let's go to the the shaker club, whatever for better words. And everybody's got that one, like, oh, let's take him here. <laughs> uh, That's, uh, this sounds like, like a. <laughs> Uh, and it, I, it's like a, when you look at your empty wrist, like, oh, look at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you give them the Chevy Chase. Was, <laughs> here's my problem. Is this, it, it was a genuine deal. Hey, can you help me tune this up? Absolutely, I can. I That's knew. not how it went. You went, uh, ah. <laughs> I did. I did because I knew something stupid was going to happen. It wasn't going to run right or something. Was, something bad was going to happen. There was three ahs and a G's involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I walked my fat ass over here to tune this airplane up, DA-50. We get her, we get her running pretty good, you know. Real fucking good. Lots of pull. Run good, <laughs> lots of pull, oh, you know. Pull. So I mean, much pull it took the firewall out of the plane. Right. <laughs> if I mean, it had to be, hey. You know what? If it had been a DLE twenty, he might have curb stomped it. He might have Frank Sylvester that airplane. Uh, it was yeah. real hard not to Frank Sylvester this. If he had stomped it and chopped his foot off because it was full bore <laughs> with no throttle linkage to it. Oh wow! Oh yeah, hanging the firewall on the motor took off forward, went full throttle, and it ripped the linkage out of the motor. Oh wow! So it sat there going. Bah! And hanging, and it was just tall enough not to get the prop on the ground. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. It was all I could do to get a hold of the switch right there and shut everything off. I I, I calmly walked all, away. All bad. Welcome to the Super Bowl of Sketch. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Look the, at- the other one we're talking about. So one day we're out there, and it's me. It's me. You haven't met Lance, have you? Yeah, I think I have. Lance, it was me and Lance over, and he's, dude, this dude's going to run, Hey, man. Going 100 miles yeah. an hour. He takes his prop off, loses the the washer, the thrust, you know. the Yeah, yeah, I know what you're, like on a glow engine? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. Puts the nut on, it'll be all right. We're like, oh, shit. Dude, he's just, and he looks at me and Lance and goes, Matt, don't mind me, I've been a three-day snort meth. What? Dude, I swear to God. What? And I'm just like, <laughs> don't right. mind me. And I'm just like, uh, you know. And I'm sitting there thinking, did I just fucking hear that? <laughs> yeah. So me and Lance, you did know, you hear? Talking. Did you hear? Was that, and am he I hearing things? Off, yeah. He takes off in this airplane, and he's flying, and the Monaco just starts rolling off of it. <laughs> then he's just hauling. He don't land it. He don't land. He's just hauling that meow back. And <laughs> Dude, Monaco's just coming off in sheets. And I'm like, holy shit. I look at Lance and I said, hey, did I hear him right? And before I could even say, did I hear him right? Lance goes, yep. <laughs> so the, I was like, holy shit. So the best one is there was a tr- <laughs> true there, story. Only in our field, man. Yeah. Only in our field. Uh, only in Baxter. There was, a, there was a transaction of a pit special. A uh, old school Byron pitch oh, yeah. special. I remember. And a P fifty one. There's a transaction here. So this guy repaints this airplane and he's like, dude, that's a twelve thousand dollar paint job. The dude can lay down some and paint. No, he can't. That fucking paint job looked like that glass right there with cigarette butts floating in it. I mean it's fucking I remember awful. it looking good, man. No, there wasn't nothing look good about that airplane. 
especially coming from a guy painting his plane pink, flat pink. Huh. Huh. And brown. <laughs> no, I like no... to call this color muddy flamingo. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but what really got me, he's got, he took the time to polish up the spinner on this airplane. It looked amazing. Oh, I forgot about that. And, and then he gets this drill. It's, it's got an old quadra or some pile of shit on it. Oh, with a polished it, aluminum. I mean, he puts a, a, a starter cone on it. No, 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 no. No, it's no, cone. No, no. no. Hold on. Hold on. It's not a cone. He has this drill motor with a wire brush that fits the spinner perfectly. You know the little round wire brush? Yes, I know exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and proceeds to start it. I'm like, God! With just a, like a DeWalt. <laughs> It'll buff out, man. <laughs> the reason I was laughing so hard, Larry, the, uh, the, the same person you're talking about, the first day I met him, he said something similar to me. About being awake. <laughs> it might have wow. been the same day, man. I don't know. I was just like, holy shit. And then the last time we showed up out, I, I don't even, the last time he showed up out there, he walked up to me and said something. Man, I've been sending you a message on Facebook. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> he was trying to get me to buy something or do something. I don't even remember what. Oh, uh, he said he found a 70 GTO or something like that. Or I just had 70 to turn, Chevelle. I it seems like Chevelle. I just turned around and walked away. I didn't even give him a chance to, even, oh. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think your exact words were like, I'm good, and took off. Yeah. I mean, like, kind of left me sitting there holding them. You pulled my move. I usually, that's what I do. Uh, were y'all there the day he was trying to fly that EDF? Yeah. It was that day. Yeah. That's the day he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, it was that day. He's like, I've been sending you a message on Facebook. He ain't responded or something like that. Oh. Uh, the, the jet did not leave the ground. I, I, oh. It didn't, it it, it didn't it even like taxi that. straight. Yeah, it, it wasn't like that yesterday, though. I mean, I'm not here just to. Yeah, I'm not run beating up on the, the guy, but son this of a guy bitch. is a fucking. You think this ain't the experience? <laughs> Clint's not really, really, you know, to meet Clint's experience or whatever it is. Yeah, that yeah, guy is that guy. <laughs> every every field's got one, and if you don't no. know who that is. It's it probably you. you. Yeah. <laughs> what do they say? When you walk in a room and you think everybody's an asshole, you're probably the asshole. You're probably the asshole. That's it. I think, uh, I'm not I think an Clint asshole, though. Our... I'm just real. Clint... No, we weren't talking about you there. Quit making it personal. No. But I like the guilty conscience. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you are the asshole. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, there's that yeah. cat face again. <laughs> I mean, you're Clint's the, you're the asshole, but crap. you're our asshole. That's right. I don't see how I'm the asshole. <laughs> well, okay. Let me... uh, huh? Yeah, it's not that you're an asshole. It's just you have no filter. <laughs> not <laughs> even a little which bit. Which makes you come across as <laughs> I an even, asshole. You know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was skeptical the other night. We were, we were having a in our group conversation. We were doing something. And so the last time... I screenshotted something and, and circled it. I, I was the news. asshole. Yeah. You know, so I was skeptical the other night. We were having a conversation in our group text, and I screenshotted something and circled it and sent it. And I was like, oh, man, I hope I don't piss nobody off this No, but time. that was me. You're okay. I don't <laughs> No, I, got I actually too. don't even remember that. So It was something to do on the build, wasn't it? I don't remember. No, I think it was when we were fighting over that foam airplane that you just had to have. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah, I circled. I screenshotted and circled it. 
Yeah, I forgot I, about it. It was it a was, fucking it, glider that's in my car. Right. See, that's what I did. You know, because he says, I'm not ever flying foam. Uh-huh, I'm never flying uh-huh. electric. So I was like trying to fight him for you. No, man, I already got it. And I'm like, all right. So I got proof now in writing. <laughs> and he even circled it. That's how good I am. I'm just letting you guys know. <laughs> reverse psychology. Yeah. yeah. What a dick. <laughs> Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, and then this guy shows up today. He's like, $40, don't get it wiped off. And I'm like, golly. I said, yeah, don't get a cleaning service for 40 bucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah man, like that old been... Radian that you hooked me up with, which, man, I really appreciate it. But damn. Oh, it's dusty. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. I got I got kids. I got a spray away. We're good. Well, I got a workshop, not a, you know, it's not perfectly clean. It gets worked in. It looks like he's been sitting in a ditch by a dirt road. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. <laughs> well, he does live in Duncan. Yeah. It I looks like the wings road. would be yeah. warped. <laughs> <laughs> I got to give him credit. That workshop is. Dude, it's cool, man. I dig his yeah. workshop. It's messy. I'm trying to clean it up. So is Dude, mine. you need to come over to my house. I'll show you what messy looks like. Yeah, fuck you too. My garage is wasted. Have you been to the Balsa Dust Tavern lately? Uh, dude, last week. Eef. I, I got I'm, a, I'm a frequent. I got to clean it out. I'm trying to get it cleaned up, make it look a little bit more presentable. New year, new you, huh? Gonna, Did uh, you sell dude, a Telemaster? I, not yet. Y'all want to buy one? Uh oh. It's got your favorite engine on. I've got. I've got a. Well, uh, if you take the engine off of it, I'd be interested. I've All got right. an electric Telemaster. If you're interested. How big? It's the senior. I think it's the senior. Hmm. It's an That's old one too. One. It was my dad's. Well, they only made like ten different ones. Yeah. <laughs> so it's your dad's. It was my dad's. So is it, was, it a gear drive like cam no, motor? No, it's, it's been updated. It's a brushless, but it was old school. I, I couldn't tell you what the motor is or ESC is. It has no markings. Well, if it's oh oh, I mean it's probably God. It's probably like one of the early years brushless old. motors. Yeah. Man, it's I don't consider that old. old at my age. Well, in the in the RC world it is. <laughs> As like I say, Ast- one of the Astro motors. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know did Astro make brushless? Yeah. yeah. yeah you're saying they 15 years. As of today, I've been married for 19 years. <laughs> Today's your anniversary. Yeah, we're recording a podcast on my anniversary. How cool is that? <laughs> That's how cool my wife is. I'm just letting you know. You've been dealing with it for 15 years. It's nothing new. Huh? 19. 19. 19 years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he said 15. Yeah. No, I kind of got, got lucky she had to work today. I just got to be home by 5. We got to speed this up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we're good. Yeah, yeah, we got plenty of time. Speaking of time, you guys ready to take a break? Sure. Sure. We'll be right back. Welcome back. To the RC scrap pile. Now see, wasn't that easy? <laughs> oh man, that was so easy. <laughs> the way he led up to it, I almost pulled my head. I know, I do. I, I was so happy that I don't have headphones on right now. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, you know way, what? The way he sucked wind and just, you know, I was like, he just ah. saved Casey. Hours. Five minutes, of at least five minutes. Of yeah. <laughs> you know what's really bad? I was sitting here, man. Now I'm not a huge Friends fan. I don't watch a lot of it, but my wife does. Yeah. And I remember that song, "Smelly Cat." Well, I'm sitting here singing, "Grumpy Cat, Grumpy Cat." <laughs> what are they feeding you? <laughs> Just made me happy. I'm sorry. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he could fuck up a wet dream. I have. <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it right. If I could rewind it, I'd show it, it to you, but it, I can't. 
Jeez. Wow. (laughs) Welcome back to the RC Scrap Pile. See, now I've got two places where I can edit that. I can do the quiet one, or I can do the live one. Or you can just leave them both. And chop them both out. Shit. It'll be all right. (laughs) (laughs) I've figured out Casey's technique enough that they'll both be there. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Man, I'm pretty excited about this whole... uh, Added added deal we're doing here, man. When it came together, I'm I can't. I, it's got me pumped up. Oh, absolutely. And there's not a lot of things that get me pumped up lately. This has got me jacked up. Right. I got up at five o'clock this morning because I couldn't sleep because I was so excited to come do this. Dude, I, I have to agree with you, man. I was pretty excited. To, uh, you know, and these people never know when we do this. We could do it on a Friday night, a Saturday night, or a Saturday at ten a.m. You know, and that's odd for us. Yeah, I waited for the tornado sirens to go up before I started drinking. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> just putting a disclaimer out there. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't either. I'm, I'm just trying to play it clean. God, Man, you guys sold me under. Hold on. Hold on. A lot of people may not know about. I was just going to say. A lot yeah. of people may not know about the noon Saturday tornado siren. Uh, t- yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's Coast that's, Coast a, Coast. A, that's tornado, some Oklahoma yeah. crap, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Tornadoes in the middle of the January. What do you mean you don't have tornado sirens going off at noon on Saturdays every day? <laughs> Well, y'all live near Moore. It's like the worst place in the world for ah, tornadoes. That's a good point. Well, yeah, we are we <laughs> are in the point. tornado capital of Oklahoma. That's right. Sure. The two worst F fives went down the same path. <laughs> yeah, that's, real, that's real close. And it's in like, Moore, anyways. Oklahoma. Real yeah. close. Real close. The highest wind speeds on Earth were recorded. What like a quarter mile from here? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe a quarter mile. Oh yeah. May third, nineteen ninety nine. Yep. And, Boy, so, so here, May listen, hear me out. You guys are all from here. Well, so, not more. I mean, we're all from like central Oklahoma. Oklahoma. No, yeah. I'm from, okay. I'm, I'm, I mean, so you could consider it more. I, I was a half mile from both of those storms. But hear me out. So I moved here in 2012 from Arkansas and I get up here and I'm working for the company I work at now. And, uh, this old guy, he, unfortunately he passed away like two weeks ago, but anyway, we're eating wow. at furs. Right down here off of uh, 19th and by uh, uh, by the movie theater. By the movie theater, right. We, we, oh, it, when you moved here. Y- yeah, this is uh, right th- before this would have been moved. about May of uh, 2013. Well, May of 2013, May 20th, 2013. That's is, where I'm getting to. Okay. That's just it. So I moved here in 2012 after tornado season. And so the first tornado season that I live in Oklahoma, where I'm up here eating with Rick Cole at, uh, at Furs. And he's telling me about the May 99 storm. Well, being from where I'm from, I had no idea. Never, I didn't know anything about it, right? You're still well, you was a kid. Yeah. Right. Still dating your cousin. <laughs> no, I wasn't that old yet. Wow. <laughs> you was eating combos and playing Nintendo every yeah. Friday night. Right. Jeez. So He didn't say he was from Kentucky. Come yeah. on. Exactly, Arkansas, Casey. Kentucky. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just a joke. If you're from Arkansas, I don't mean that. It was just, I was mainly just digging on Clay. He, he means hey, that. Jason Reddish lives in Arkansas, doesn't he? Yeah. Eve. <laughs> we lived in opposite corners of the state, though, ironically. <laughs> yeah, you kind of... Yeah, sorry, Jason. Anyway, that wasn't go on yeah, so yes, yeah. <laughs> so he's telling me all about this May '99 storm. You know, unbelievable stories. You're yeah. like bullshit, dude. There's no, no I'm like freaked happened. out. I'm like holy, and he's like, yeah, it came like right through where we're at right now, and I'm like, holy cow. A week later, yeah, the news story comes. You know, the news pops up, and they're talking about an F5, and it's tracking down the same path, and I was freaked out. I was like, oh my god, here it is, another F5. That, there's a uh, the cover of Time magazine, 
I don't know when it was, the next week or whatever, is a picture of that tornado is taken from the entrance to my addition. The one that I was sitting at when I watched you blow by going the wrong by the way. Gate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> by the gate. Yeah. yeah. There was no gates at that time. His gate Still under construction. The only person that lives in a gated They, they would have never got that table. picture these days because the gates are up now. Yeah. The security yeah. guard's running people off. Like, hey, 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 you can't park here. When I no, moved but, here in 2010, uh, the first, I was actually, I lived in a hotel. I got a job here. I moved here. I was living in a hotel for maybe two months. But while I was in that hotel, uh, two tornadoes went by. With, I walked outside the back of the hotel and watched Hold these on, two man. tornadoes. Which hotel was you at? Uh, the Value Place over on 240. On oh, 240, okay. No. Yeah. That but, was the one, I think, that probably went over and hit GM. That's um, it. That's right there from the front of my edition. Yep. Oh, she's got a picture, huh? She's got, I've got the actual magazine. So, But either way, with, uh, with that – May 2013 storm was it like two weeks later they had the one out in uh, Concho or uh, El Reno? I don't remember. It was shadowed by that F5. That now I'm just joking. no. It was another <laughs> F5, like literally here, like a week or two later. later. His, there maybe. was two F5s back to back. Really? Yes. And the other one hit. That's I'm trying what, to think. We're Concho. What's that El Reno? No, El Reno. Yeah, it's like it's west of Yukon. Well, west and north of El Reno. Sure. That's the the one out there is the one that got those three storm chasers. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude, not just storm chasers, like world yeah. renowned. Yes. Know, professional. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Weren't they, was that, wasn't they in a storm chasing vehicle also? No, they was in a little car. Was they? they it was like in, a, uh, little Dodge Neon or something, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't remember. Cause a that guy, like that, that guy is one of the people behind, uh, what do they call that car? You know, oh, you oh, read Timmer's deal. You, that's who he, you're uh, talking about the, the, uh, armadillo or something like that. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's crazy looking. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But that's one of those deals, man. And, and something like that, you don't drive something nice. You drive that old <laughs> you beater. You don't chase so, that son of a bitch, first of all, Clint. <laughs> no, no, I think we do. Yeah, yeah. you do. I don't. You're, well, I'd like to see it. You ain't been your balls don't clank. You ain't been close enough yet. I've yet to see a tornado. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. So we well, had one junky old Toyota 4Runner. We need to do some storm chasing so this year. So we, we had an it's F4. Coming. I'm out. We had an F4 get about 10 miles from our really? house. Uh, see what year. That would have been like 14 maybe. Uh, the one that went through like Winnie Wood, Sulphur. Uh, uh, anyway, Kinsey, uh, my wife got to, she saw it. She was driving, trying to get to the house and topped the hill and she saw it and got pictures and videos of it that the, I didn't ever get to see it. She is, said, oh no, it's going to take out the Sonic and the Piggly Wiggly. No, it, it was out in the yeah, middle of nowhere. It was an unpopulated area. Yeah, it was. I don't know that. So they, they, the only way they can record the size of those storms is by the damage. And when it's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wind speed. That's how they record the wind speed is by the damage. Oh, is he it? said piggly wiggly. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, I got you. It's by the damage. So those. That's how they determine how, what the wind F5s speed was out in the middle of uninhabited. You know. Yeah. So I mean, it tears up trees and stuff. But whenever uh, you got a two thousand square foot house that is completely is concrete let now nothing just the foundation. Yeah. Chances are that was a large tornado. So one of the one of the things I remember about the May third, nineteen ninety nine thing is, uh, and at that point I I had a pickup. Man, I was out handing out food and handing out uh, Gatorade. Toot toot, you know. motherfucker! You tooting your own horn? What are you doing? No, no, no. But one of the one of the one of the things that I saw that really 
it it didn't instill the the damage of what had happened because so many people lost so much but it just instilled the what uh what mother nature is capable of absolutely is i saw one ton like service pickup you know is a is just a regular cab with a service bed on it i mean fuck, right you know something somebody was going to work on something had you know and it was wrapped around i, I say wrapped around it was it was wrapped around a telephone pole but the telephone pole was still standing straight up Man, I tell you what, my sweet ass '89 Ford Escort GT was sitting on top of a Cobalt boat that could have bought thirteen of those cars. <laughs> right, you know, right, yeah. you know. And uh, I went and helped a friend of mine. His his mother's place was destroyed by that tornado. Right. Mm-hmm. So I went to help him. You know, get uh, what we could out of the house. I don't know. If Weird you- shit. Real I don't know. If, I don't know if you've ever tried to push like a dime into uh, uh, drywall, but that's some serious shit. Right. So the dime was flat, embedded into the wall. Yeah, it was zinging. Her wedding rings were still laying on the counter. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what's eerie and creepy about tornadoes is what they destroy and then what doesn't get touched. Right. Well, that's what happened at yeah. the time I was with my ex-wife and. Her grandmother, her house over off Sooner Road across from the base, uh-huh. every house on her street was gone, leveled. Right. Not, not the foundation. Uh, my ex-wife's grandmother and her neighbor's houses were still standing. The house next door, the whole house was shifted a half inch on the foundation. So right. it got demolished. Her house busted the windows out. It's still standing. So her house is standing amongst... Mm-hmm. A bunch of brand new leveled around it. Well, I say brand new. Twenty, goddamn, it's twenty years. I know. Yeah. Woo, that's a long time ago. So I find it fitting there were some uh, police sirens right there. Yeah. <laughs> so another uh, interesting thing that that happened. So after the uh, May twenty thirteen storms, I got really into watching uh, Weather Channel stuff about tornadoes and watching tornado shows, and they, you know, they get into the the details of what happened in these storms and this and that. And uh, the May 99 storm came up, and they talked about the uh, the police officer that found the baby in the tree. Mm-hmm. You guys, I'm oh, sure you all yeah, know about yeah. that. Yep. He was working for me at the time. Really? He was working for a contractor. He was no longer a police officer. He was working for a contractor that was working for my company. And I was watching the show, and I'm looking at And at the meantime, a good friend of mine worked for this contractor as well. They're based out of Winniewood. And I'm watching the show, and I'm like, man, that guy looks really familiar. And I pause it, and I send a picture to my buddy. I said, man, this looks like, oh, Jolly, and his name is Robert Jolly. And he's like, yeah, that's him. I was like, no way. Oh, I heard he, was the doc- he was a police officer that found that baby. Well, the story behind that is, I think, if I remember right, the mother was in her car. They pulled under an underpass, which they kind of tell you to do in a normal tornado. Yeah. And it sucked that baby out of her arms. Wow. What's crazy is I don't think the baby was hurt at all. It was like covered in mud. Covered in mud. Yeah. Yeah, unreal. Yeah. Unbelievable, man. But, yeah, I know that that guy lives in Duncan. Really? Yeah. Now, I saw, uh, see, that was 99, so it was probably probably 2019. I remember them doing a, uh, where are they now? Like that that little girl's. Oh, she's grown up now. I think I saw what you're talking about. And they interviewed him and stuff. Yeah, it was. 
It's I'm a, sorry, I ain't trying to laugh, but Clint's over here trying to learn how to use a panorama on a camera right now. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. And the look sorry, on his face man. is awesome. This, this was like a totally serious conversation, which, you know, that, that brings up a good point. That's why we got two shows. <laughs> because me, me and Clint and Larry can't ever be serious. Yeah. You know, That's a lot true. of your listeners, you know, don't, they know we got tornadoes, but we have earthquakes. We oh, have dude. Ice hey, storm. We like have everything. Oklahoma <laughs> is like, yeah. like the, the mother nature one. weather capital of the world. Yep. So now whether it was funny that you guys bring that up. I don't know, but yeah. there for a few years, there was more earthquakes in the state of Oklahoma than anywhere else. Yep. So Earth. now we're uh-huh. just scaring everybody away. <laughs> I don't Good. have them here anyway. But still kind of. Yeah. Well, that's where I was going with it. Don't come here. You can it's visit. Come on, come visit. But you gotta go. Have you seen the? Uh, have you seen the memes where people in Texas are sharing? You know, like there's a huge mass of people leaving California, uh-huh. moving to Absolutely. Texas. Right. Have yeah. you seen the the, the meme where they? Uh, they're like showing a map of Texas and they put all these Texas cities like Austin and Dallas and all up and it's over Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're trying to direct people from California yeah. to here because they don't want them in Texas either. And wait, Which, I don't know else. if it's Joe Rogan's fault or not, but it seems like Joe Rogan made the leap and everybody's kind of following behind. Austin. Yeah. Everybody's wanting to go to Austin. Everybody's wanting to go to Austin. Oh, uh, but anyways, back Elon to- Musk, he did it too. Yep. yep. Is he, did he move or is it just mm-hmm. the factory? I think he moved. Yeah. Yep. Well, going back to Mother Nature, uh, thunder snow. Yeah. Oh, like we, last night? Yep. Yeah. Dude, dude. It's a thunderstorm, but it's snow. Dude, I, uh. You don't get to experience it. I duck hunted for a band, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> thunder snow? Yeah. Yeah, thunder snow. ACDC I, tribute. Right. Thunder so, snow. Welcome to the stage. It's thunder snow. So, not yeah. the, not the last time I duck hunted, but the time before that, it was sleeting. He and really it was a thunderstorm. Yeah, we were <laughs> we were sitting next to a pond, and uh, some of the brightest lightning I've ever seen. It was it's pretty scary. It's I'm not nuts, gonna lie. Man. Poor Clay's over here trying to be serious and have a good time. Hey, that's okay. That's okay. He's gonna have his own show real fucking soon. <laughs> and you're fucking yeah. it up. You you are fucking it up. I'm not meaning to. I love you, Clay. I'm glad he dude, said Clay dude, and he not just, Clay. He just stopped talking and went straight to his phone. He's texting, he's texting yeah. me some BS right now. He's typing these assholes. Yeah, oh, yeah. What oh. have I got myself into? Totally, totally off topic. This totally different. Here's what's totally funny about this is Clay is probably the youngest dude in the room, and he's probably the most serious. By, right. by at least 10 years. By at least 10 years. I'm yeah. Not, he's not, an old soul. not always serious. You're an old soul, man. You're an old soul. Yeah. No, I appreciate Dude, it. Dude, the thing is, I grew up with a, my next oldest brother was 12 years older than me. Okay. So oh, my, wow. my brother was driving me to so kindergarten ever, his senior a, year. Right. So you we didn't rode ever around. have a chance of kicking his ass. Right. Yeah, like, he was getting the shit out of you going, act right. Dude, Don't well, quit acting like that. My brother's in the trunk of the car and stuff. <laughs> my brother's also, hey, you've way, told me he's that bigger before. than I am. Like he's, he's a act right. six foot five. He's a big guy. Have we met? big bastard. Yeah. But. Now he was graduating high school source. when I was going to kindergarten. And then you, then you got these hey. these two little spoiled kids. Yeah. Hey, ho, 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 what the fuck are you talking about? Who'd you compete with growing up? What do you, whoa. Hey, me, and, me and Clint both are only children. I know what you're going for Oh, here. at least yeah. you get it. Yeah. No, we, me and my brother, we never, what we didn't have asshole. no, we didn't have that, that growing up of, you know, Kicking each other's civil, asses or what no? Civil, uh, Can I have my sorry. fucking lighter? But. There's a whole. I was gonna say, Wayne Wagner. dude. Hey, watch saying that on the show. Wayne Wagner will send you a hundred lighters. I'm just saying right now. Hey, can I, I borrow a hundred bucks, Larry? Yeah. Did you see all the lighters over there? Yes. 
That's just half of them. Dude, I got a 50-pack here, and I got a 50-pack at home. I will never have to buy lighters. Here's my again. problem. This is my lighter. I brought this lighter, and this motherfucker You didn't bring it. that. It came out of that pack. No. just like bullshit. This lighter did not come out of that. Well, you wasted a dollar. Hey, it's a, it's a fucking bell crank, okay? Let's get over this, and let's move on. So is that our, is that going to be our first come topic? in all different shapes and sizes. Maybe it's a quadrant. Right. It's a quadrant yeah. or a bell crank. That's what we're going with. Well, a quadrant, yeah. No, stop, stop. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. Clay, is that going to be our first he, show is bell cranks? He had bell cranks and quadrants. We do need to have this conversation. Not here. <laughs> you're going to have to draw what you're trying to tell me because... I'm still going with that's a bell crank. Hey, I'm with you, man. Me and Clint had a conversation last night, and I'm just like, dude, use your words. Oh. Use your words. Oh, you mean bell crank. Let, I, I don't that get was, it. That was how the conversation ended up. It's not oh. a bell. Uh, so, and, uh, oh, oh, no, no, stop. All right, next conversation. What you got, Clay? No. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, Fuck you got anything? Jason, hey. Yeah. It, does it change the direction of the input? No. No, the input is the output. Same direction? Well, no, the so output is only what you input. So don't go linear to... Never mind, we're not going to do this. No, you're, no, no, stop. You're fucked up. Hey, Bjorn, <laughs> I'm just letting you know, man, we appreciate you. Bjorn, Thanks for uh, joining in the show. I'm an aircraft motherfucking mechanic, buddy. Don't you forget that. God. Dude, we got like two of them now. Yeah? Yeah. Also, almost, almost three. I would put Michael in the halfway category. I don't think he's got the license and everything See, more, but he's just a short. Here, here's the deal with this guy. Uh-oh. Is he's got an old carbureted fucking 172? You gotta pump it like 10 times. It might or might not start. You no, know, it starts. It's not it an aircraft mechanic. Not. It better. No, it starts. I've, I've been there right. done that. going. <laughs> if it's like, oh, hold on. We gotta give it a minute. I'm getting out. <laughs> hey, no. Casey was brave enough to get in there with me. No, hey, it was funny I too. I didn't say I wouldn't get <laughs> in it. I'm we just... climb in the plane and everything and he's like, so this is kind of what we're, I'm like, dude. I'm probably the least worried about any of this than anybody that's ever been in your plane. I'm good. I Man, I grew up flying at like 12, 13 years old in like some sketchy tomahawks, you know, uh, you know, an Archer uh, Cherokee that was probably but, older than, than what you're rocking. Yeah. I, I'm totally cool but with that. You're, uh, I mean, it's not hard to start, is it? It just fires right up, doesn't it? Well, when it's cold, it doesn't. They're, they're fin- you're talking a 1968 engine they're finicky I, uh, it just starts it, i mean i don't care if it's a car an airplane or whatever it hey, has its finicky moment yeah if you got a feather the foot feed i'm not going to the air with it <laughs> if he said are you chicken no He's, hey it so wasn't it wasn't like that sometimes he was talk- you just got to clear the cylinders yeah no i know i'm just i'm just <laughs> no it wasn't like that at all he was like man it's kind of cold nature and you know, i fired right up I'm like no no that's so, that's pretty good so yeah. <laughs> correct me if i'm wrong but in uh some of the uh fuel injected bonanzas they're known for being difficult to hot start yes because the something about it vaporizing the fuel in the yeah, injector vapor lines, vapor lock. Uh, yep, yeah. fuel. i mean and there you go that's a more modern engine you know well if yeah, I know turbines that are hard to start, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you get out there, you spray a little ether in it. You're right. I've been on the, I've been, no. you know, I run it. I've been on the ones that start yeah. up and like, boom, they shake yeah. the whole airplane. You're like, so, <laughs> yeah, so blowing smoke. You're like, Jesus Christ. Yo, uh, yeah. you guys all know Jim Bennett, right? And oh yeah. He uh, he told me a story. He uh, was a boom operator on 135s when he was in the Air Force. And uh, 
he was telling me that about riding on them, how they compressor stall. Yep. And uh, the old the E models. Yeah, the older ones. Yeah. R models compressor stall. You're <laughs> you're you know, fucked. You're, <laughs> you're getting more scope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's not good. Directly to the scene of the crash. <laughs> I got a story about that too. No, nonetheless, he said they would just compressor stall, shutter, or whatever. And, oh yeah. Uh, they had some guy riding with them on the plane. They were. I guess moving from one base to the other or whatever it was. And, uh, he said back then they had shoots on the 135s. And he said this plane did it one time. And then, uh, in flight? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then, and then the second <laughs> time it, that happened. So then the second time it happened, he quietly, Jim says, yeah, I just got up, walked over and grabbed that parachute and then walked through some <laughs> door. Like, I guess the cockpit door or somewhere. Yeah, anyway, and shut the door behind him. There's a bunch of army guys they had on on a Space A flight. There's a couple of army guys they had sitting in the back of the plane, and yeah. he walked from the boom operator station, past them, grabbed the parachute, <laughs> now, hold on. the cockpit. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me emphasize on this. There are shoots on board. There are shoots for the crew, yes. not for the passengers. The passengers don't get shoots. There are shoots for the crew. That's it. So the rest of this, though, is these guys freaked the hell out. And he locks the door, and they're banging on the door. <laughs> he said when they landed, he stayed in the plane until they were gone. <laughs> so uh, the B-52, I, I worked B-52s for uh, altogether about 13 years. But they compress and stall. On the ground. Constantly. Which yes. is just, yeah, you get less air in the front than you do the back. But how yeah. does that happen in the air? I mean, I don't know. My point was on a B-52, it's no big deal. It, when it happens, oh, oh well. Do. Dude, I've heard them run and go, poo 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 yeah. poo 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 Yeah, exactly. If we compressor stall one, we shut down and call NDI. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're coming to boroscope that engine. It's not, it's not good. So I might that, even have to go take a piss test. I, I don't know. <laughs> so is that the difference between a turbojet and a turbofan? Uh, no, because uh, the B-52 engine is a turbofan. It's a TF-33. It's just a low-bypass turbofan. It's not all of them were, though, were they? The originals yes, were all, turbojets. Uh, the original they was, yes. Ever, but the H model that we all have, the, that's all we have now, now are turbofans. So and what they, was on them before the TF-33s? Uh, it was a J, JT something, I forget. Wow. How long ago was that? Oh, uh, man. The thing came out. The first flight was in the 50s. 50s right. Yeah. The, the so newest. Retrofitted. Well, oh, yeah. The newest B-52 was built in the 60s. 61. Every it's one the same that we, with the 135. Yeah. yeah, the newest one. Every one that we fly now was built in either 1960 or 1960. And here's food for they, thought. It's the plane that's had three generations fly it. Here's food for thought. Uh, so from the time that the Wright brothers first took flight mm-hmm. to when the first KC-135 took flight is a shorter span of time Since than from the first flight of a KC-135 to, to now. To now, yeah. Think about that. that shit. That's ins- <laughs> I've thought about this too. Is like we uh, first took powered flight in 1903. Yeah, fifty By, years later, we was flying no, jets. Like twelve years later, they had machine guns on them. Like it didn't take that long. We had them yeah. weaponized. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Man, that microphone is way sensitive. Ah, it'll be. All I right. just heard ever ice crunch you did. <laughs> Now, aviation is by far, to me, one of the fastest advancing areas. <laughs> well, it, you know, absolutely. <laughs> this fucking oh, guy. Jeez. Well, guys. Uh... <laughs> and you thought I was bad. Hey, 
This is that, a unique situation. We got six mics set up in here. It's that hundred proof getting that ass. <laughs> yeah, we got four guys talking about airplanes and one crunching ice. <laughs> and the other one over here freaking out about the crunching ice. <laughs> and you wonder why you get a grumpy cat. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm sorry you're so upset by that. He called me crying, and I had to console him over that deal. It was a bad deal. We love you, Clint. Don't feel bad, bro. We're here for you. He doesn't even know what to say right now, dude. <laughs> yeah. You know, what, what if as you just Clint, as dude, Clint, as I Clint, made Clint speechless. No, no, we need no, to mark no, this no, on no, the no, calendar. No, 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 no. Call it speechless. As Clint would call it, you locked him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> you locked his ass up. And you, get, get the counselor doll and like show us where he touched you at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hurt feelings report. Am I really that much of an asshole, man? Nah, maybe, but it'll be okay. <laughs> He still ain't said nothing, dude. <laughs> oh man! Hey, tell us about your D seven that goes straight up. Oh, what does it, it say? Hold my beer, German down the side. Is it German? I thought okay. Oh man, dude, he's just staring at me like meanly, dude. <laughs> you can't win. You just can't win. It'll be okay. <laughs> this is awkward. Yeah, real. This weird. is real awkward and weird. Hmm. So I can still come by the house after this, right? I'm, I'm just making sure because I think that was the plan. At your own peril, looks like. No, no, it'll be okay. Yeah, he'll probably don't get... use big words like peril on me. Yeah. yeah, he might put his attack hat on you, dude. No joke, dude. I heard it jumps down out of the ceiling to oh, people. Yeah, yeah. yeah it drops ah. down, paratroops down on yeah. you. Not pussy. Weird ass. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> Locked him up. Locked him up. Casey, where are you at on Control the Control all delete. Two right there. Uh, which one? G's uh, needs to be a t-shirt. G's, yep. Yeah, and I got nothing needs well, to be a t-shirt. I've, I've, it already is. <laughs> well, hey, I do want to put a disclaimer out there. I've kind of been slacking lately. <laughs> and I mean, by kind of slacking, I'm really freaking slacking. But uh, 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 Now, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold the fuck up. Oh, now he wants to talk. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I'm, so, I'm sitting here pouring out my heart. You're going to interrupt me? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we have this indoor swap meet, fun fly, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, January 16th. <coughs> you know, I have been beating Casey up for two weeks. And not not only you. There's there's a few other people that have been I, I've been too. waiting for a flyer, you know. I don't know how to do that shit. That's beyond my, I mean. Way beyond me, man. Way beyond if, me. If, if I need to enter my uh, password to check my email, I'm screwed. That's how computer savvy <laughs> I so, am. So this morning, hold on. Let me get there. Oop, there you Then is. how do you operate a 14 SG? 7.15 this morning, I get this picture of this flyer. He's like, is this good enough? And I'm like, motherfucker. It's seven fifteen. <laughs> you said we was gonna meet for breakfast at eight. Yeah, I figured seven fifteen was pretty safe. I've been up since five. <laughs> he turned a new leaf since he went to Florida. No. <laughs> he turned a new leaf on New Year's Day. Hey, I'm trying something, all right? I'm I'm just trying I'm trying to be better. Now, come February, I'm probably gonna fall off the end of the cliff and it's gonna go back to normal. <laughs> but for right now, I'm trying to do something. Speaking of that, man, waking up early, dude, I'm screwed. I, I got to be up at 5.30 Monday morning. 
I ain't oh. woke up. Oh, yeah. I've been on nights for, well, only 90 days. But you better get your shit right. I will Monday morning. <laughs> he's gonna be dragging. It. He, he, oh yeah, he's gonna show up at work. And it's be gonna like, hurt. Oh, it's gonna hurt. Oh, you asshole! You ever woke up like so early? Your your vision kind of is going. Boo, 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 boo. I feel like well, that's usually after you drink a lot. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like that's what's gonna happen. She's got to get up to work at four thirty. Had to yeah. be at be work at four thirty. What yeah. are you? Donuts for a living? <laughs> yeah. what, you, what? She does <laughs> surgery check-in stuff. Oh, yeah. So the, oh, she's you know, the person. So you like show noon, up at right? 4.30 to get checked in, but your surgery don't happen till like 1 or 2. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. I see what timeline you're working on. I got a friend a friend that does that, yeah. And, uh, they like you there early, that's for sure. The beauty of it is, is it's you get off once everybody's done and gone, you're I've had one surgery. I had to be there. I think it was five thirty or six in the morning. Yeah, I hadn't was, no ha- hadn't had no surgery yet, so yeah, you got a few coming. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow! Uh, I had a gosh dang. God, I've had. Don't put that evil on me, Ricky know. Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Why you gotta fuck me like that? What? It's burning a little cornbread. That's all right. <laughs> he you said he was known for stuffing sausage. Uh, Sausage stuffer. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. You burn a lot of cornbread, I'm sure. Ah, it'll be all right. Or it won't. That's what I love about what we do. It's going to be all right, or it's not. So you've had surgery. I've had multiples. Yeah, me too. Uh, Anesthesia. Dude, I was out, like, instantly. You think you was? I bet you said some shit. They just didn't tell you. You said <laughs> probably. Oh, oh so, dude, I got. Did you video. imagine this cat? So <laughs> listen, some anesthesia. I think the dude, one we was, need to go get his wisdom teeth out. You remember the <laughs> rap? <laughs> Makes a video of that. You remember the the rap concert? Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. Holy jeez. Anesthesia. You get real like uh, uh, serious or just kind of uh, drunk. Man, you say some shit. She could probably tell me. You, you just kind of. I would. Your I filter would. that you don't have, the little bit you do have. Is it, I just hope there's not a good looking nurse or something. Yeah. You're going to let her know. <laughs> so, man, you're, yeah, you're going to wake up with a black eye, dude. She's going to wait till you pass Look, out. And knock he, you he's, out. he's all serious right now. He's like, you're going to let her know. Yeah. So well, maybe. I, I just, I've been there, man. Yeah, Here, here's probably what, right. Here's what happened to me, though. So I had a surgery last year, right when we came back from Jonal. I had surgery the following Monday, but a few years ago, uh, right at about 11 years ago now, I, uh, I had a real serious wreck on a 450R. Uh, oh. Yeah, I was knocked out for, I don't know, a few minutes, but in my mind, I was, not, I was, I don't recall about five to six hours. Right. So I had a wreck somewhere around 4 p.m. And nine o'clock that night. About <laughs> nine o'clock yeah. is when, that's the first like thing that I can really fully process and remember. So they gave you a lot of like uh, morphine type stuff. And Good I, shit. I honestly don't know. Oh, he said some shit. But so, <laughs> but after talking to people that were there with me, luckily I was there with somebody when I wrecked. They said I was actually only out for like a couple of minutes, right? And then I was just talking out of my ass. Yeah. Until the shit. until the police and the ambulance showed up, and then. Uh, when I woke up, when I became coherent in the hospital, I was in the emergency room. They didn't cut my shorts off of me, cut my t-shirt off of me. And, uh, I was talking to my brother and my sister 
And then later, I was like, that's when, to me, that's when I woke up. But my sister says, like, no, you've been awake this whole time. Just, she's like, we knew you were out of it because you kept asking the same thing over and over and over again. You kept just rambling incoherently, asking the same questions and this and that. So that's a pretty weird feeling when there's like it's the five hours under. out of your life that you don't know. Right. It's the going under and the coming out for me. Yeah. It's weird because I remember it, but it takes, it's kind of like a. I'm just hoping I don't have no surgery because, uh, I mean, I have, you know, a little bit of filter oh, yeah. as it is. Oh, oh I know. boy. Man, did anybody else when Clay was talking about that just think that maybe he sounded like freaking Hank Hill? And he was like, he oh, said, don't what, deflower no. my ladybird. He's just going smooth <laughs> off you know, about you know some just wicked stuff. And he was like, quit whacking off of my tool shed. <laughs> I mean, guy was just going nuts, man. Uh, Butane is a bastard gas. I mean, dude, I can hear all that gambit of everything. <laughs> Whenever Sorry, he I, said it, that's what I was thinking. When, when he said he wrecked a 450R, I thought, "Oh, I sent her a little too hard, there, buddy." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I may have sent her a little. Yeah. What's he say? You yeah. Probably, I'm just going to send it. Yeah. And, no, the dude that says, "Oh, I think I sent her just a little bit too hard." <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that part, but yeah, that's Jeez. that's what that's that's what happened. That's exactly oh, yeah. what happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it was you'll, full you'll, send moment. The last time I had. Uh, wasn't really a surgery. They put me under for that, uh, not gallstone. What is it? Kidney stone. Yeah. And I remember them giving Dude. gas. I said, I'm going to fight it. And them going, yeah, okay. <laughs> laughing. And I was like, yeah. I, you can't fight that shit. When dude. I had that back surgery there, like just to breathe deep and count backwards or whatever, I was like to three. Count to five. Yeah, you got to three. Yeah, yeah. I was like to three. And yeah, what? when they did that to me, uh, I said, I'm not, I'm going to fight it. And they kind of laughed. And it, yeah, I had my wisdom teeth taken out when I was 15. They gave me these two little pills, told me to take them before I got to the doctor's office. Take them, supposed to take them at home. That's volumes. I Should remember saved those. I remember taking them <laughs> in the kitchen. I walked to my room. I got my shoes. I walked back out in the living room, sat down to put my shoes on. That's the last thing I remember. <laughs> yeah. I was being wheeled out of the doctor's office when they were done in a wheelchair is the next thing I remember. That's the weird part is when you remember going under and it's like you just blinked your eyes. And that shit's been two hours. It's over. You're like, what? Man, I've got two stories like that. So when I was 15, I get my wisdom teeth taken out. So I remember going into the dentist's office, all that good stuff. So my dad had a little 66 Mustang coupe and we're riding back, you know, to the house after it's all said and done. And, and, uh, my parents were talking about where you want to go eat. And I kept saying, I want to go to the red dog. All right, I'm 15 years old, okay? The Red Dog is a shaker club here in Oklahoma, all right? And my parents a are... A rough one. You know, dude, my parents, my par- yeah, my parents are, tell this story to this day because they, 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 they think it's hilarious. <laughs> I meant Red Lobster. That's what I meant. All right, I meant Red Lobster, but I kept saying Red Dog. No, you meant right? Red Dog. The, dude, I was 15. I'd never even been to the Red Dog. Hold on, speaking of Red Dog, let me interrupt you. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, no, no you're oh, good. No. If you okay. go on to Amazon Prime video Easy. there's a documentary <laughs> this kid it's a good documentary i've heard it's awesome dude uh it's got a star i've watched role. it have you yeah. i don't i don't what remember is it what now? it's called but it's a documentary about the red dog this dude i don't know he's probably our age grew up his mom was a dancer oh yeah so he grew up there and it's just kind of a 
docu- dude, back in the eighties, it's a it's a really good documentary. Real easy, dude. Oh yeah, yeah, it's oh, pretty, yeah, it's a pretty rough joint from what I understand. I've, I've actually Was, never been there. I, I wanted I, to go. I have been there one time. I went and got a tent. I don't shot have when enough time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to tell the story. Jeez. Okay, so the second one. So I got in a really bad car accident when I was sixteen. We rolled a car five times end over end, and I got ejected out of the back glass and landed on my feet and broke everything from the waist down. Wow. He should be 6'6". Six, six. Right, yeah, I should be. Everything <laughs> got crammed up. But uh, so, you know, all this goes on. So after I recover, get out of the hospital and everything like that, I met one of the paramedics that was on the scene. And he just, dude, he's just cracking up, laughing. When I meet this guy, I'm like, what's so funny? He goes, dude. You were so out of it. You were telling crazy jokes. He goes, you asked me. He goes, if we went camping and you woke up with a condom hanging out of your ass, would you tell anybody? Dude, dude. It, this guy's just dying live. He goes, you're the funniest dude I've ever met in my whole entire life. He goes, I had to meet you when you were normal just to see. Well, Jason, would you? Yeah, I mean, would you? You know? Would you tell anybody? Wow. Dude, no wow. joke, dude. Even, so, uh, so apparently I'm so no? out of it that this, this paramedic has to meet me after the fact to find out how crazy I what actually the am. Fuck, would you tell yeah, anybody? Yeah. <laughs> would you report it? <laughs> No comment. Jeez, no. I don't even know. I don't even know. You locked him up. Well, you want to go camping? Yeah. Yeah. You want to go camping? That's horrible, dude. That's where uh, my mind was at. I was 16 years old saying stuff like that to a paramedic out of my mind, apparently, because I didn't know. I don't remember any of it. Coming back home from getting my wisdom teeth taken out, my dad stopped to get some medicine, you know, like antibiotics they uh, prescribed me. He has a three-quarter ton Dodge uh, diesel. I'm in the passenger side. He stops at, like, Walgreens and goes in. While he was in there, I sneezed and got blood all <laughs> over the inside of the truck. It's got, like, a cream-colored interior. I was freaking out because I knew he was going to kill me. Right. <laughs> Getting blood and snot uh, drool all over the inside of his truck. He was, you know, he understood. You know, he had a mouthful of cotton, but I couldn't do anything about it. But, man, I was freaking I out when he was in the store. I something else. Right. I got mouthful of cotton. I was like, ugh. Oh, wait. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's what you would have said. No, I man, was telling the story here. <laughs> no, man. Freddy Krueger got nuts in here. It wasn't me. I don't know what happened. Oh man, I had my razor teeth cut out, and a lot of people have those not horror stories, but dude, I don't know. I guess I was just lucky. I never had the. It wasn't like chipmunked out or nothing. Well, man, we grew up in the age to where there wasn't like everybody carried a a, a video camera around in their pocket like they do nowadays. Thank God. Yet, yeah, no <laughs> joke, dude. That there was some stuff that happened back in the day that if everybody had cameras like they do nowadays, it'd be crazy. Might but, be in jail still. Oh yeah, maybe <laughs> still. I'm st- I'm glad I got out when I did. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't going back. What a fucking mess. I've never been to prison. Disclaimer, I'm just joking. I just said that to be funny. I wish I was that cool. And, y- and y'all thought I was fucked up. I think between the break and what we were talking about earlier, you're kind of you're kind of on your P's and Q's over you there. You still today. got wisdom teeth? Yeah. They ain't helping. That big mouth you got. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty too. (laughs) Dude, he took the headphones off. He's got to go. Yep, we sent Clint. So, uh, in all the fun of this, I can't wait for the new uh, 
Oh, it's spin gonna, off to come off. It's gonna be a spin off to come off. Oh fuck! <laughs> I, I, I can't I, wait. Yeah. I can't wait for the new spin off to come out. To come out. Uh, I can't wait for the new year. I'm glad that we've done what we've done. It's been a lot of fun. Man, we're eight months in, dude. And we've got some of the best support and everything. Absolutely, of anybody that we could ever ask for, man. We definitely appreciate that. So uh, at that. I've got to go get my wife, and I'll see y'all at the house. Oh, man. Honeydews. See you, man. He's out of here. Peace out. Mic drop. Yeah. Mic push. <laughs> here, take it. I don't even want it. I'll get a yeah. new I'll, I'll get a new one. Yeah. Hey, Casey. I got a lighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, got, I got you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With 200 lighters around, they're still fighting over well, They're way over there. <laughs> they're, they're all the way six foot away. <laughs> Man, I'm not. Ah, come on, that's more than six. Maybe we were a little hard on Clint. He kind of walked out of here without that little pep in his step that he usually has. I don't, I don't know how to feel about this right now. He'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> He'll either get over or he and won't. If he, once you say, and if not, I mean, yeah, yeah. He will or he won't. Or he will or he won't. Yeah. yeah. He'll be all right. Or he won't. <laughs> or he won't. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, I guess we do. Uh, I I kind of think we ought to talk about the new show a little bit more. Yeah, come on. So what you got? so hey, here's bur- a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this will come out on the fourth, right? Yeah, this one will come out on the. When 4th. y'all planning on uh, releasing? It will be in January. That's all we know right okay. now. Yeah. So during the break, we kind of talked briefly about uh, maybe uh, with us, we're not going to be able to record weekly like you guys get to, just because work schedules and getting here and this and that so we're talking about maybe recording once a month uh or once every two three weeks uh just see how things pan out uh, but then maybe breaking the shows up into multiple episodes um so i'd like to first i'd ultimately like to see it released once a week that way it's easier for people to keep up with so i think that's a goal I'm going to talk with uh, Michael and with Jason further about it. And see, see we- ya. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, you're good. But anyway, I think that's... See, that's- he's going to talk with Michael and Jason, but he's not talking to the editor over here, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were doing once a month. Gosh dang, put me on the spot, Clay. No, no I'm, just, I'm just playing. Here's the deal. Yeah. A I'm lot of people publishing. don't know this, but... Uh, man, you're, you're uh, dedicating a lot. You saying once a week? No, no, no. Talking about recording like once every three weeks or three whatever, weeks. or a month or whatever it works what out to be. people don't know is... But record enough content that we can release it weekly. Okay. Might break them up into shows. We'll see. I'm not... No guarantees. Well, yeah, it's all played... It's all being played by ear. Is uh, Clay actually lives 90 miles? What yeah, you, give or take. It's an hour and a half drive. Hour and a half drive. So, I mean, yeah. it's, he's serious about it, man. This oh, yeah, is, I am. But well, I, ma- But I got to work, you know... I got to work with these guys' schedules too. I'm not trying to. Well, man, Jason, I started a new job Monday, so I don't even know what my schedule is going to be yet. So. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Man. Yeah, I was going to say Jason and Michael. Awesome. They're they're both a good thirty minutes away as well. So yeah. Well, and then Jason's work schedule, and then, like Michael said, he don't know what his is going to be like. So yeah, we're just going to play it by ear. But I think ultimately, I think the listeners would prefer it at least pretty consistently once a week. I think is it's good for a listener. I know a lot of people really like when y'all missed a week on this show. It was like there's, there's a thing. Almost. Podcast withdrawal is a thing. I liked yeah. it. So, are you familiar with the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Uh, Sir Psycho Sexy. No. 
Oh, yeah. Where you take it away just a minute to teaser. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you give it back just a little bit deeper. That's right. That's kind of, yeah. Yeah. Feeling her up on the black and white. You know, I mean, that's a great song. I figured you'd have known this. Dude, I can't believe you didn't know that. No, I don't know that one. Yeah. I wanted to mention uh, for the listeners, if you guys have any ideas of uh, what you would like to hear us talk about, we'd like to, we'd like to know. We have ideas of uh, topics. But we're also open to input. Well, and would like ideas from the, that way we can maybe help somebody out and answer some questions or give some feedback on our opinion of things. Well, at the end of the day, I mean, like our other, I mean, I, on this podcast, you know, it's kind of more of like, we just sit down and BS and whatever happens, happens, you know, on, on the new platform, you know, if, if there's something you guys need some help with or something you need a little light shed on or maybe want some ideas on some stuff, we're, we're open to ideas and, and would like to, to help you out, get you guys involved. You know, this is, it's not just us. It's all of us. You know, it's, it's kind of a cool group that we come into, man. And I mean, I made a lot of friends and met a lot of new people off of this deal. And if there's yeah. any way we could just to continue that trend, you know, that's, that's kind of what, what I would be after. Of course, I'm just going to be, producing that show i might i might be a fill-in or something like that it's it's their show you guys do what you do you know and the cool thing is is this goes beyond uh rc like i said or clay said these guys 3d printer i mean they they've got it figured out on the 3d printing Mm -hmm. uh there's a whole nother hobby i'm I'm gonna assume you cad what do you use yeah fusion 360 fusion 360 well i mean like your uh your uh when you when you build a scratch built Oh yeah, Southwest Airlines. You know, uh, it depends. Some some aircraft. Yeah, I will draw in CAD before I start building. So and, CAD or uh, yeah. you know, people don't under, know that this B fifty two that you're building. Yeah. It's all you. I mean, <laughs> yeah, three D drawings. That's why yeah. it's taking forever. Yeah, three D. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this isn't. This is. This is. I don't even know what scale you'd call it because B fifty two is so big. But what's the wingspan on this thing? It's one hundred and seventy four inches. One hundred and seventy four inch. Scratch built B fifty two. All you got to see is the three D printed motor pod. Yes, and the then know anything right. about, and then just know about a B fifty two, and then you're going to be yeah. like, oh, this plane wow. wasn't built around these motor pods. These motor pods were designed for this airplane. So yeah, this but, is but I'm talking about it him. gives you an idea. If, if right. you know B fifty two, you know the pods, the motor pods are small in comparison to the aircraft. Yeah, and then he hands you the the motor pod, and you're like. Yeah. Thing's huge. Whoa! Yeah, three this pounds. like this is going to be attached to a massive airplane. Four of these. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and he's right. had enough foresight to design it to where it's serviceable. Right, right. I'm a mechanic, man. I got to be able <laughs> yeah, to work right. on it. <laughs> he's an aircraft, but the other mechanic the other too, thing right? too. That's right. The, the biggest thing that's got to be appreciated is everything is times eight, eight yeah. motors, eight ESCs, yes. eight batteries, yep. eight or sixteen batteries. Uh, actually, technically 16, yeah, because I got two for the uh, radio. 16 but, batteries. Yeah. So that's an undertaking. It, are they not going to be 6S? Or is it going to be 12S? Uh, no, no, no. Sorry, not 16 batteries. It's actually eight six-cell 5,000 packs for each, for, for the One motors. One for each motor. And then two uh, two-cell packs for okay, the Okay, yeah, that's, that's, what what I was, that's what I was thinking. So it's 10 so batteries. It's, it's, it's 12S per No, six, 6S per pod. Or, yes, per 12S. pod. 12S. So eight engines. Correct. You are you're correct. Twelve right. S per that's power. That's right. That's where I got. But it's yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's six S power system. So it's really yeah. so it's, it's just six S per motor times eight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, two eighty millimeter fans in each pod. 
Yeah. And each one has one six cell battery. Millimeter. Yeah. What's your average electric? I mean, what forty millimeters are pretty normal. No, forty uh, is a little small. Um, is sixty four is about as small as I've oh, heard of. I guess yeah. I guess yeah, yeah about sixty. But 60, either way, sixty four is a so, small. Seventy, eighty is pretty standard. Most of your uh, FMS type planes. Or uh, things like that. Right? No, most of the ones that people are using right now are around eighty millimeter fans. Oh, are they? Yeah. Okay. I had a, I had a what was it called a Stinger? Uh, I think Hobby King sells one. A bunch of people sell one. It's it's, but I think it was a sixty four millimeter. So, so yeah, the little uh, the little four S uh, EDFs that E Flight are selling now, those are sixty four millimeter. Okay. And pretty much, if it's a six S, you're looking at seventy eighty typically. Yeah. Most of the FMS or free wing stuff is is six S or uh, eighty millimeter. Yeah. What's the uh, what's your Southwest? What is that? Uh, it's a seven two, two ninety millimeter fans. Seven thirty seven. Seven thirty seven. Three hundred. And if anybody hasn't seen that, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> Listen, that's man. the plane Jason was flying when I met him a few years back. <laughs> hey, so and, and then ironically, the the now turbine F eighteen was EDF back then. It was. Yep. Yeah. The blue and white one. Yeah, it was and brown it was, and it gray. Was gray and brown then. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember you said you had painted it. It had a 120 millimeter uh, Dynamax that was converted to electric in it, and it was uh, it ran on 12s, 5,000 milliamps, uh, which is the main reason I went to a turbine. I was tired of three and a half minute flights. That's what it, I was going to say. I, yeah. I run 12s now. He gets and I yeah squeaking five. Now he gets yeah. 12 minutes. On oh turbine. yeah, yeah. No, well, I would say. Twelve is conservative. That's what my timer's set for. I've got and a you good land with minutes. how much? Yeah, you yeah, land, yeah. Uh, the main tank. It's got three tanks on it: two auxiliaries or two saddle tanks and a main tank. And the main tank is usually two thirds to a third full when I land. Right. Yeah. yeah. And he flies the shit out of it. Yeah, that thing sounds awesome. He don't just do. He don't just do the, you know, the oval passes. You know what I mean? No, he flies I, it. I like that. What is it you do? You do like a roll? Suckers rolling on table. Dirty roll. What do you call it? He did a dirty roll last time I saw him fly. Where you roll and, and cut back the opposite direction? No. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. I don't I don't know what you, the name of the maneuver. Uh, I try to fly it like you would actually see the full-scale plane fly. That's how I try to fly You're talking about like a rolling reversal? It's kind of that's a reverse type yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I'm, that's, I'm not the, sure if that's a term, but I think I've heard that before. The dirty roll on takeoff, that's where I got that from, is just watching the full-scale aircraft do it. Mm-hmm. And I decided I wanted to, to do it, so I started practicing. Yeah, uh, A lot of guys with turbines, I mean, and, and this is just experience from what I have around here with the guys that fly turbines, is you don't, and a lot of those guys just kind of. They're circle flyers. It's real vanilla, more. if that makes sense. Depends on the group. I know some guys that, uh, I actually do know some guys that have made wings fail on a few uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, there there are also others that are uh, yeah they they kind of fly a racetrack pattern, racetrack conservative. Well, a couple I of would verticals. have to say that that's one of those things that you know more power requires more. Um, what 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 would you call that? Why why am I drawing blank? Finesse? Not no not finesse, but uh, you just fly a little more bit more power conservative, comes with more responsibility. A lot of yeah. these guys are probably playing it safe because it's freaking. A lot of power. Yeah. Well, that. And it's, I mean, you're, you're basically flying a 200 mile an hour guided missile at that point, possibly. Right. True. Right. You know. So, I mean, I would be pretty vanilla on the sticks of something of like that myself. You and, know. And oh. not to, but uh, you go to like Jonal, 
Right. Damn. Those guys are nuts. <laughs> Huge. Talking turn. like full throttle knife edge, 90 degree turns the, in uh, a knife edge. All what's kinds of the, nuts. Uh, tra- you may know who he is. What's the, man, what's his name? Uh, it's not Fernando. What is. Yeah, I don't ah, know. Ah, shit. I just drew a blank. I had it. Was he flying one of those uh, Havocs or yes. the Leonardos? Leonardo. Yeah. Well, I think he's a. I think he he's a distributor for that stuff. Yeah, uh, those, those Pablo, planes, Pablo uh, Fernando. I think is his name I, out of Miami. I don't know on that. That dude's. I think the Elite Aerosports Havocs. I think they're from. I feel like Elite Aerosports is from Florida, but I could be wrong on that. I'll have to get back on. I that think one. he's the distributor. I think. Yeah, this dude showed up at the rig. So one of our guys, one of our flex team guys, uh, John Rogier, he flies a lot of those elite aerosports jets, sport jets. Or he flies a lot of sport jets in general. Like uh, I think he's got a Futura. Futura. Yeah. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. But no, anyway, right. then uh, I think he's had like some Havocs and some other stuff like that. He lives down in Miami. But uh, I don't know. I just feel like that's on a whole nother level from where those I'm Those Leonardo's, man. They're cool. If I had unlimited budget, yeah, I think that's because watching those fly and then the way they slow down and land, it just yeah. I tell you, the one I thought was cool that didn't get quite as much attention was the the Comp Arf Delta whatever thing it is. It's got the canards on it and all that. It was a sport jet with thrust vectoring that they were flying. Yes, at, I remember. Uh, uh-huh. Euros is that the Eurosport? Maybe it's kind I of built like is. a Eurofighter, yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a sport jet and it, it was cool. They did a. They actually did a demo on the 3D line with it. Um, it was it was really awesome. So, do you think Joe is going to happen this year? I don't know. Registrations open. Registrations open, but there's a lot of people that I've seen more Hold comments. Back. People saying I'm going to wait it out. Well, I think, I, and I don't know for sure because, but I think last year registration was open. People registered, and then they. Sound like they maybe tried to ask people to donate the registration. I think fee. I think they got asked to. I think they offered a refund, but if you wanted to donate it, you could or something like that. Yeah. I mean, dude, that place right there—it takes some money to keep that place up. Well, Pat Hardness has got money. It's still it's there's a lot of money going out. Yeah, I mean, look at the upkeep of that place. But it's not just RC. They have full scale events. Yeah, but it wasn't just RC that was canceled. Everything was canceled. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, look at the Reno Air Races. Yeah, you seen what they're doing? Uh-uh. So last year they they were canceled too. Well, now they don't have the funds to have this year's race. So they're they're raising funds to actually hold the really? race. Hopefully, yeah. I would mm-hmm. think that event that big would have a you know. A, yeah, I see old Joe Vermillion post a lot on that. Yeah, to help. dude, yeah. it's yeah. that stuff is mega expensive to put on. I mean, it takes, they bring in a lot of money, but it takes a lot of money to put them on, too. I mean, just look at Joe Nall. All, did you notice all the mowers that they had? Those are really expensive mowers, and they right. ran all the time. Right. You know, look right. how often, that's why the place is so successful, though. But do you notice, like, Porta Johns are one of those things that, that I'm freak out about? Like, I don't want to, um, I don't want right. to use one. This Me neither. But, dude, they cleaned them the whole, like, I've seen those things get cleaned two or three times a day. That is the cleanest yes. week-long event you'll ever right. see, ever. You know, and then they got that water truck running up and down, just keeping the dust under control. Yeah. Uh, every time, so the one of the things that impressed me the most was down on the 3D line, they had the uh, men's and women's bathrooms. 
I never went in there when they weren't cleaning them. Right. Not a well, one that, time. That's that's one of my bragging points about it is up on the classic line, they have the showers and stuff. Yeah. And they had workers. Yeah. They were staged at the door. And, you know, that's, five, it was six a, people come out, they would go in. and it, The place never didn't smell like bleach. Dude, it was the same way on the 3D line. I never went in there to use restroom, which it was full showers, full everything. Right. I mean, it's set up. Like, you can go there and camp in a tent and take a shower every day. I did. Have a yes. regular toilet to use, all yep. that sort of stuff. And it's clean. It's like, like I said, they cleaned them nonstop. Well, that's, and, was, and I've said this before. I'm a, I'm a shit break type guy. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm within 15 miles of the house, I'll leave a basket full of groceries at the store and go home. If I, if I got to, that's just, that's, yeah, I, I'm weird. I that get way. it. No, I get it. And there was, I, I was pretty comfortable there, you know, for uh, a week. Yeah. I, it, that to me is what separates Triple Tree from every other event out there. Is just the amount of employee, like amount of, and they're not all employees. There, a lot of that's volunteer work, even, but just the amount of, just people putting it on. You know, there's a lot of people attending it, but there's a large amount of people working it. And I guess that's true. Is I don't think about is all I think about is the week of Joe Dahl. There's that grass probably, gets mowed all the time. Work up too. Dude, you don't have grass like that that doesn't get mowed weekly at weekly. minimal, or if not, say, like every other, every other day. day. Every other day, yeah. 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 I mean, have you, you, you haven't been there. I haven't been there. All right. So, they got full scale events, too. So, yeah, for I mean, sure. You get a long flight. You know, I mean, you can do have, it, I'm sure. We're going this year, though, right, Michael? Let's go. Check this out, though. Shotgun. Have you Shotgun. ever, <laughs> have you ever golfed? Much? I may need you on the front for CG. What's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh. 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 Wow. He's like, you sit up front, whiskey barrel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you ever, uh, have you ever golfed much, Michael? No, I've golfed one, one time in my life. Okay. Uh, so you know what a golf fairway looks like. Sure, sure. Imagine sure. that, like, what is it, 80 or 100 foot wide? Oh, I would say. I would put it closer to two, two hundred and fifty, and like seven thousand foot long, and it's, it's that immaculate underneath. Yeah, and so then water, up there is. where the uh, the where the pavilion where the mainline flight stations are. Yeah, it just the grass is so perfect. You want to take your shoes off. It's like walking on carpet. That's one of the things, Clint. Maybe he's that's one of the deals, Clint. His his big deal, Joe Nall, is at least once at after a night of. Having a good time. He wants to go out there on the grass. Right and in the middle. Take your shoes off. He, that grass is perfect. The dew's not too bad. Just lay down in it. And it is. It's, it's, uh, and it's kind of heartbreaking after the week's over. All the turbines have scorched, all the scorched spots and stuff. What yeah. you trying to say? <laughs> what well, do you notice though? They got little, uh, they got little blast plates or whatever. Yeah. That someone put a behind those them. take care of the, I guess that probably takes care of actually burning it to the root but it's still there's yellow yeah. spots but that grass is so healthy it, it bounces back probably within a week so funny story about joe nall mainline and jets and what have you uh it was right whenever horizon or e-flight released their green havoc the one the electric that, ones yeah the one they did in they conjunction with like the six of them at a time yeah, they had five of them Okay. I remember it well. Five green <laughs> havocs took five seconds. That five green havocs took off. Yeah. At about halfway through it, I'm looking and I'm like, there's only four in there. 
and there's five guys still up there holding uh-huh. their transmitter. Uh-huh. And what are y'all ain't flying something? Yeah. And, and Tommy's with me, and I was like, dude, look, there's only four planes. I said, but all five of them are still standing over there. I was like, one of them is either <laughs> trying to play it off, or he has no idea what yeah. he's done. And finally, they all come in and land, and one of them turned kind of sideways, pointing at his radio or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I was like, it's you, asshole. I knew it. Pointing at his radio. That's like a kid in Little League. When they miss a ball, they look at their glove. It's like, what the hell happened? You they were all flying it. Spectrum, right? Yeah. Uh, More yeah. likely. Yeah, okay. I was just double checking. Oh, all right. Easy. All right. Hey, easy. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm just saying that to be funny. Well, they were all Team Horizon guys. Right. I mean, they got, they were all they got flying You Spectrum guys, I'm going to hey, I'm going to remind you all something. It was during the break. What what Casey say? I'm a little I'm a little up to some FR sky right now. What Man. happened? I haven't heard this story. Yeah, I don't well, know that I did apparently, either. Apparently, which I'm a little bit behind the times. Apparently, this has happened a while back. So, their normal protocol was the Open TX stuff, the ACCST. You know, now they've changed it to the ACCCS or whatever the access. That's a protocol. mouthful. They so, don't cross over, do they? Well. I don't know. I haven't researched it that far yet. But the, but they had basically taken something that was open TX, you know, so it was open source, and they are trying to close it. All uh, about the dollar. All about the dollar, apparently. Which, man, I always thought that was one of the it's cool things. It's not always about, about this. There's more to it than that sometimes. There, there might be, and, and maybe it's a better protocol than what was before. I mean, I don't I don't know all so, the particulars. I haven't done all the research So when you it. have a, something that's closed, you can control it, and you can... Basically, you can have more quality control, right? Because you can control everything. Whereas, if it's not just anybody can whip up a yes, receiver, and yeah, sell it. yeah, and just and release your, some junk, give you a bad name, right? I, okay, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, so sometimes there's a little bit to be said for owning it to where you can regulate it, you can make sure that it's of quality, up to standard, so to speak. Right. Where open talking, source doesn't really always allow that. And I'm not necessarily talking crap about it because I mean. Anybody that knows me, I'm kind of a huge Apple guy. You know, all my computers are Apple. I got an iPhone, and it's all closed source, and it's for that reason. You yeah, know, I mean, that's, that's why it is. Apple but, is the model of closed source. So yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, funny it that you bring that up. Uh, I actually saw a really interesting video. What do you think John Deere and Apple have in common? It sounds like a bad joke. A green tractor, <laughs> man. No, no, no. Butt punch it, country? It's that right there. It's the no. technology. So – uh, there's a big push right now. It's actually a. Uh, I follow a lot of farming stuff because I grew up farming, and tractors today are technological marvels. Honestly, I mean they're driving computers. Yeah, GPS guy. So one of the big things is is what we're talking about right here. Um, hey, Michael's got a GPS guy yeah. tractor. Drunk Jim, John Deere, yeah, same yeah, thing. Same yeah. Thing. So <laughs> so here's the thing is, uh, there's a push for farmers that want to be able to work on their tractors themselves but john deere has all the software locked up to the point to where you have to have a john deere technician to access the computer codes to know what to do to the tractor because they're so computerized and they're trying to push for it to make it available basically making it open source so that farmers can work on their own tractors that they're paying for and john deere doesn't want to do it because they want to be able to control it and make sure that well, it's done correct and this or that right. it's done and correct and apple so there's people out there that are saying Apple has everything locked down where you can't really work on them and this and that, you know, like uh, little repair shops and what have you. So there's a large group of people that are pushing for the same, basically 
They're like, if John, if the farmers win this and they're able to work on it, then it opens up this whole other industry of like uh, technicians that are able, third party technicians that are able to work on like Apple devices and things like that. So it's kind of a, you ought to look into it. It's kind of interesting that the tech world, it's like this whole other side of the industry or the world that I never even thought about. And I'm like, how in the world are these two linked together? But they are. Well, right. it, it kind of makes sense to me too because that they wouldn't want to do that. Because say you do make it available to a farmer to be able to, like say in a race car, you know, guys that can tune. That's feel, exactly what they're talking about. Is like if you don't know what you're doing. You could jack you it up. Will fuck it up. You and, and that's and, what they were saying. Is like they're thinking that. And then well, here's, you're going to get a gets bad a, name because this guy don't know what he's doing. And yes, they think say, they know John what they're doing. A piece of shit. Well, well yeah. the other thing is and now well, we're back to spec. Okay, what is a so yeah. so Jason drives a diesel truck. What's the big thing with diesels? Tuners. Tune them, tune them up. All right, so that's same thing happens in tractors nowadays. You got good tuners and you got people wise. You got a guy that can and, and there's tune a his lot ass off and guys that there's a lot of tractors out there now. So they're all running deaf and they're detuned. To a certain level, and you can get if you can get into the system, you can ramp them up and get more horsepower Uh, out of them. Blow itself up, exactly. (laughs) And that's that's where they're going back. Is we don't want some guy that thinks he knows what he's doing going in here making some changes and ended up. Well, one of the things was is getting it out of the emissions compliance. You know, which right is which then agricultural. Yeah, you know, and I mean, look at what happened with Volkswagen on emissions stuff. So, I mean, there's, it's funny how that could go back to a Tyrannus. Right. Maybe that's, I'm not going to say, but maybe that's the idea behind them closing it up a little bit is well, we can know, kind of control it a little bit better. Yeah. And I did notice they've got some new stuff coming out that, that looks pretty good. Do they? But there's a lot of people in the community that are a little upset because they've kind of closed everything off and well, kind of go in their own direction. That whole, that whole FR Tyrannus stuff, that was kind of your. It, Mainly your quad guys, which those guys are kind of. They're a different breed. That's the way I always think. They're black sheep, man. They're the oh, they are, the for sure. Underground. They're kind of, you know what I mean? Uh, man, they're the I, hackers I of RC. A, I take that as a compliment. But you know <laughs> I what I'm saying? Like yeah. You know what I mean? Those guys. They're like uh, the grunge rock guys. I'm really curious yeah. to see if it's going to be, if any of it is going to be backwards compatible where the new technology will right. work with the which old. I, right. I think it I I think that they're, they it will work. And if it's not, stuff. that right there. To that, me, it tells him. me it's all about the dollar. Maybe. I, I don't know. Which I think the biggest complaint I've seen seen is um you know, like a lot of a lot of a lot of the quad guys, they want some longer range stuff, so they're going to like nine hundred megahertz with yeah. you know, TBS, Team yeah. Black Sheep's got some stuff out, you know, got the little crossfire. Well they've changed it to where it doesn't have the JR port on the back. It's got the proprietary port for the FR Sky long range module. You know, so mm-hmm. it kind of takes your choice out of it. So mm-hmm. I think that's probably some of the issue. That, that some of the guys are having, which, man, yeah. this has probably happened, you know, a year ago, and I'm just now catching <laughs> yeah. up. So this is not new news, you know, this, this, nothing, nothing like that. But I have kind of been researching getting into a new radio system and things like that, and yeah. I've had really good luck with FR Sky, and I like it. And uh, they had some new stuff coming out, and I'm seeing some of the hate in some of these, <laughs> you know, some of these groups and stuff that I'm in, and I'm like, man, I just don't know. I you, mean, know you know what the beauty of it is? What's that? If you do have to... Outside of your money you've spent on receivers and stuff, but you've got a hundred bucks in that transmitter. 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. So it's and, not like a big hit, like, hey, man, I've got $800. Really, it's obsolete man, now, blah, blah, blah. Right. The radio yeah. I'm looking at is 160 bucks. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, you know, so, I mean, I'm breaking <laughs> the you, bank Have you not seen here. this stuff? <laughs> I, I've seen what he has now. No, I what, seen he, what he's looking no, for. No, no, I'm checking out that Radio Master. Oh, yeah. It, it's a good-looking radio, yeah. it, honestly. Well, it's... It, so what about it versus the jumper? Um, it's supposed I, to surpass it as right. far as I think quality wise. Quality wise, it's yeah. it's better than the jumper from what I understand. Um, it still operates on OpenTX, which yep. is just like the jumper and everything like that. So, so I tell you what, the jumper looks like a ripoff of a Fataba to me. Well, well, man, well so does the yeah, yeah, so does look the, at the radio master. Look at the radio master. It yeah. looks just like, like the Tyrannus was the same case as old JR ninety five hundred three. Right. Yeah. The original Tyrannus, not the one. Casey's not the got. one. The one he's got. It's it's on its own. Jetty. It does, yeah. But right. but the original Tyrannus, the first one I saw, it's like, dude, that's a JR ninety five hundred three case. Got one of those too, right? Yeah, yeah. The X nine D. Yeah, yeah. I got an X nine D and a QX. So the Radio Master. While we're talking about it, who is is Buddy RC the US I mean, distributor? That, that's who I would buy it from. There, there's actually several distributors and everything there? like that. But uh, I got a good relationship with Buddy RC. And right. I would I would like to use them on that stuff. We also have a discount. That kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know things like that. I like to stretch the hobby dollar. I mean, you guys know me. You oh, know? Yeah. I, I wouldn't say I'm cheap, but I'm frugal. You know, <laughs> I want to get the most bank. Well, I'm cheap. I'll just go out there. I'll just take it. Yeah. And hey, something else I want to apologize for. So. Clint left and I took his headphones. Gosh dang, this mic is hot, dude. I can feel, I can, I can hear myself stroking my beard. Listen. Do you want me to turn your headset down? <laughs> wow. You're right. Uh, dude, that's crazy. I've heard every time he's taking a drink today. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just going to go <laughs> yeah. and apologize for that now. I did all not that, know that previous to uh, uh, putting on headphones. Oh, when, when you were crunching ice. shit you mumbled under your breath. <laughs> yeah. We heard yeah. it. Every bit of it. Yeah. Gosh dang. I'm, now I'm going to have to like, I'm really going to have to edit this one because I don't know what I said. I'm over here saying dumb stuff. <laughs> Basically. Hell shit. Hey, it wouldn't be the first time I've muddled something into the microphone that you guys could hear that never made air. I'm just saying. <laughs> you have a iX20, right, Clay? Yes, I do. How do you like that thing? It's it's okay. Uh, I'm not going to try to settle it as the greatest radio in the world. As Would far as buy I, it again. Yeah, I like it that well. There's just some things that I think could have been done maybe a little bit better. Uh, ergonomically, I think it. Honestly, I think what they should have done was change the design, go completely different, and maybe went after, uh, I believe, the Tyrannus uh, Horus or whatever. What was it? Not uh, Free Sky Horus yep. was the first one I knew of that put the screen on the top of the transmitter. Okay. Jetty's done that. Yeah. You know, a lot of it. I think that that might would have been a better route for that size screen because the size of the screen makes the case wide. Okay. And at first just first glance you don't really notice it because it's not like inches wider but it's wide enough that when you grab it it's just it's not the most natural feel it took me quite a little bit to get used to the gimbal position mm -hmm. and how to position my hands on the transmitter you because you kind of have to hold it up higher than you're used to holding it and that sounds weird but if i put it in your hands you would know what i'm talking about so it's you've had a dx18 also right Yes, I still have it actually. So it's it's still different than the because yes. I, I went from a DX7 to a DX18, and the 18 is even different than the old DX7 or the it is the, yeah. not even the nine channel they had. The the grip is slightly different. Yeah, uh, that bugged me for a little while when I first got it. Yeah, and so I went from a DX6i to a DX18, 
a long time back, um, probably in the neighborhood of about five years ago. And I was really used to my DX18's feel. And I think that's what's throwing me off with the, the 20. I'm getting more used to the 20. Um, in, in comparison to the IX12, it's leaps and bounds better. And, and I, the reason I say that is it functions so much smoother. Um, y- you know, take like an, uh, a phone. You know, you do something, it's relatively instantaneous. There's no load time. There's no processing time. The IX20 is more like that than the IX12. The IX12, it's like you push it and you wait. You know, it's just there's a lot of lag time in there. And I think the IX12 maybe put a bad taste in people's mouth. And the 20 fixes a lot of those issues. And it's got a lot of really neat features. Some of them, I will say, are kind of – I'm going to say they're almost gimmicky and you might say, well, I don't really need that. But then they're really nice once you start using them too. Like the voice feature, when I bought my DX18, I could buy a Gen 1 or a Gen 2. Yeah. And I bought a Gen 1 because it was cheaper and I was like, well, I don't need the voice. <laughs> I actually really like that a lot on mine. Plus on mine, it does the text to talk so I can type in whatever I want. So like mine says, uh, when I land, it says, fuck you, Carrie. (laughs) (laughs) Not every airplane, but I did do that on one. (laughs) So, uh, he's, we bust his balls, but I do, uh, I do have that on my radio. We were talking about ergonomics and stuff on that. So I had the X9D, which was, it wasn't like FR Sky's flagship, but I was, I would say it's their, their middle of the road one, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And I used that for a long time, and I liked the radio and everything. And then I got a hold of a QX7, which is a downgrade from the XD9, but it felt better in my hand. Yeah. You know, I mean, just the, the way that I hold a radio, it just felt better. So I, I fly with a hundred dollar radio instead of a hundred or two hundred and fifty. That radio, radio does it, it does feel good. I owned one a few years back, and it does. <clears throat> it's not bulky. No, it's not bulky. It just, sits. It just kind of everything is which what I liked about it. It's simplified more from the X9D. I don't need thirty switches. Yeah, you know, right? I need two. See, and that's that's one thing the IX20 introduced a few new switches. Um, huh. It uh, it added. Let me think about this. I, I don't remember if it added four trim switches or just two more, but it's got eight sets of trim switches. It's a lot. And you can use that for a lot more than you really immediately think. Um, so the, one of the coolest features it offers that I think gets overlooked a lot is uh, it's called on the fly. And so you've got the trim switches on the top, and I can assign those to uh, – I, I can change my expo in flight. Okay. I can change my dual rates in flight. I can change mixed values in flight. Yeah. And I can assign that to a switch. So like uh, a, a great example – uh, if you're doing a flap to elevator mixing, you know, nine, like most planes, you, you take off, you put the flaps down. Okay, it pitched up. You land the airplane and you adjust the flap to elevator mix. Yeah. Okay. I can assign that to a trim switch. I've got my elevator, aileron, rudder, throttle. Okay. And then I've got four additional trim switches at the top of the radio. And two of them are like uh, index finger positioned. So I can actually adjust that mix in flight. So as the plane is sitting there pitching up, I can trim that elevator mix to get it just right. That's pretty cool. So that's that's like I said, one of the cooler features that's overlooked. Okay. Um, the IX twenty is it a huge upgrade from the DX eighteen? I'm not going to say it's a huge upgrade. It's definitely a next generation. Yeah. But uh, 
And some of the things it'll do with telemetry and things like that's really cool. Especially you get into like some of the jets and stuff like that. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of things with different sensors and the data you can get off of that and how it does it graphically is yeah. really cool. Uh, you can get like what looks like a little fuel gauge even and you can colorize it and all that stuff. And uh, I don't know enough about the jets to get that far into it, but I've been seeing a little bit about that on the IX20 owners group. Okay. You're way more techy than me. I need an ar- I need like a, a throttle cut or an arm switch, and I usually don't even use one for rates. So yeah. I might want one for flaps or landing gear. You know? Yeah, I I maybe go a little bit overboard compared to to most people, but um, you know, it's that's way I like to do it. So I've I've got an eighteen. I've got one of the first gens. I actually bought it like the month they came out. Oh yeah, um, and it's it. I still love it. The thing is awesome. Uh, it'll still do everything I want, mm-hmm. but, uh, I've, I've looked at the IX 20s just out of curiosity. Uh, but at the moment, the 18, it does everything I want. Even the, the trims on it, even you can program them to, to work differently than just a trim switch. Yeah. Um, uh, for instance, with the, the King tech turbine, you use the trim to, uh, to arm it mm-hmm. and to actually shut it off. And I have my trim set where it goes from from full negative to full positive with three clicks. Yeah. Um, just for that reason, because the turbine, you know, you, you arm it, which is all the way up mm-hmm. and then the disarm, it's two clicks down and then it shuts off. So, yeah, that's, yeah. there's a lot more that you can do with these radios, you know, like, uh, Mike Sterling and I even got to talking about, uh, combo switch mixing and stuff like that. And you can actually use your sticks as switches under the analog switch setup menus and you can do this in your radio too, for that matter. Yeah. So you can actually create conditions where you got to have the aileron or the ele- and, and the elevator both deflected to activate this mix or whatever. So there's some. If you really want to get into it, you can do a lot with them. Oh, yeah. It's just what do you really need and what do you want to do? Yeah. Um, and how complex is your aircraft too? You know that makes a big difference. For the most part, 3D airplanes are really pretty simple. Compared to some of the scale stuff out there where you got landing gear, retract doors, yeah. uh, flaps, bombays, you know, if you really scale one out, you know. Uh, so, I know the, the 18 will do gear door sequencing. I've never even tried it. Yeah. But it has a whole menu for it. Which is ironic because more times than not, it seems like the retract systems have the gear door sequencer built in with them. I, yeah, that's how they're making them now. Yeah. yeah. So... Anyway, what do you fly, Michael? I don't even know. Uh, mainly helicopters. Well, so... No, your transmitters. Oh, transmitters. Uh, I'm flying Futaba since day one. Now, when we got into drones and drone racing became popular and our field was just flooded with drones, I ended up buying a Tyrannus mm-hmm. just because we had new guys coming out and going, hey, how do I do this? How do I do this? And I'm like, I had no freaking clue. So I bought a Tyrannus to learn it, mm-hmm. uh, which was honestly... a backwards learning curve for me you know casey said that's what he started with and so that's he understood it but i grew up on fataba and then you start picking up a tyrannus and you're like what is this thing oh yeah you gotta be a little <laughs> bit you got, yeah you got yeah. i'm like holy God. i was watching youtube videos and all kind of stuff and uh, but yeah i've always flown i have a dx8 for the bind and fly stuff uh but i've always flown the 18 14sg you got a 14sg yeah yeah to me, that one's one of those radios that I've I've gotten where I know more about the 14SG now, but even still, it's just one of those that 
I'm like, this is so easy for me to do on my radio, and mm-hmm. why is it so hard to do on this radio? You know, and I get the it, same it, argument though. You know, it, I go I know. to a, a Spectrum. I'm like, I can do this so easy on a Fatabo. Why is it so hard? <laughs> yeah, and, and it's just the language thing. Yeah, you know, with how they yep. how they word things, where they the layout and all that. But I've gotten, I know the the Fatabas are better than any other brand at this point, just because I mess with them more. The crazy thing but, was. Uh, I I had an old uh, 14MZ, you know, the computerized, yeah. nice radio. But when flybarless controllers started coming out, mm-hmm. you you did nothing in the radio. Yeah. If you, if you did trims and stuff for helicopters in the radio, it actually flew bad. Yep. You had to do everything with the flight controller. In the controller. So you could have gotten away with a four-channel craft radio and flown just as well. You know, it's, it's, it's ironic because it's very similar to that in the uh, auras. Yeah, you do less and less with the radio, and more and more in the flight controller. So you need less of a radio. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, I haven't ever gone any higher than the 14 SD because, heck, I use a hold switch and that's it. Right. <laughs> Throttle up. Yeah. You have a. You have your. How do you when you fly helis? Do you take off in a normal mode, or do you uh, spool it up and then switch over into like stunt one? Yeah. So my personal preference, because I've done this once, I know a lot of heli guys will, will say they've done the same thing, but I've taken off in normal mode and I forgot to switch oh. into a stunt mode and went to do aerobatic maneuver, and and it's a bad day. Yeah, it's a real bad day. <laughs> You're bailing out. So my personal like checklist and procedures is. I don't leave the ground until I'm in stunt one at least. So, so I spool up in normal, get it, you know, zero pitch, which ready to come off the ground, flipping the stunt, and then I'm flying. That's how I flew mine as well. Yeah. Uh, when I flew helis, I, I still own four helicopters now. Uh, none of them are in current flying condition. I got to get them there. But uh, whenever I would fly them, I'd use normal to spool up. Yep. And that was it. That was and it. then once it started getting light on the skids, I went into stunt one and, and then lifted off and. And it even landed usually in stunt one, uh, or once I st- that was with the blade four fifty. But once I started flying a seven hundred, uh, Renee is like, "No, you land in throttle hold." Yes, and so I started. But the four fifty class didn't have enough rotational you know, mass. Yeah, enough rotational speed. But. Yeah, and so if you went to throttle hold, it was a, a rock. Yeah, I mean you had a flying stone at that point. Whereas the seven hundred, it actually took me a little while to get used to how much it will auto rotate, like how long yep. it will maintain head speed. And, uh, cause I, as soon as I'd go to throttle hold, I was like headed for the ground. He's like, no, just, just let it set in. Let just fly. let it settle in. He's like, it'll, it'll be fine. And it, when it solidified for me, I went to Cajun Helifest last year and I watched Kyle Dahl do oh, yeah. phenomenal things in throttle hold. And I'm like, this guy <laughs> come from like a hundred foot comes down does like two barrel rolls, does like a pirouette, like all these pirouettes or does like a funnel and all this the entire time he's in throttle hold. And then he had touched the ground, spool it back up, take off and go do something else. And I'm just, it was with the, uh, the glow go, um, you know, cause he's a Mikado guy, right. but it was a glow engine helicopter at that. And I'm just sitting there with my jaw, just like, <laughs> wow. I didn't know that all these helicopters would do this. Like, I didn't know that you, they had that much energy management. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's quite phenomenal. I think it was Kyle Dahl that I watched at Urcha. I think it was him. He did a, the, they have a contest called the one. It's a, uh, Is it the one trick? Yeah, no, it's, 
they basically get so many minutes to fly and do whatever, and then everybody, you know, they cheer and they pick the the best, you know. And they can do anything they wanted to, and they can use any heli they want, and they can switch helis, do all kinds of stuff. But he did a whole routine with a a bar across the bottom of the skids with uh, streamers, Mm -hmm. probably 50-foot-long streamers, backwards, flying backwards, inverted, the whole night with these streamers and doing corkscrews and all kinds of and it was awesome to watch, and never once did they get tangled up in the heli at all. Wow. It was pretty cool. That guy is, uh, not only is he a phenomenal helicopter pilot, but he's a phenomenal airplane pilot, too, yeah. which just pisses you off. Pisses me off <laughs> to no end. He's a, I, I went to Archer and never flew once because I'm like, nobody wants to watch me fly. He's I mean. a world, but the thing is, is this is like a world champion helicopter pilot, and he will outfly everyone in this room on an airplane, and it's just like, Wait a minute. Why? <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. He's probably the worst pilot in this room. Yeah. Uh, that dude is. I don't he's know. Me and you jockeying for that position. So, uh, like, hey, I've you know what felt though? Like you're more of a technician than me. Think, uh, I just kind of. I'm just OCD. Th- I'm just OCD. Th- thing is though, is Kyle Dahl is somebody you need to know, Larry, because he is. Uh, he's kind of one of the guys pushing for uh, converting ele- ga- gas planes to electric right now. There's a big push in the last year. Wait a minute. Hang on. Wait a minute. You're an electric guy. We got all this global warming going on, you know. What do you mean pushing for it? No, I'm not saying push for it. He's kind of one of those guys that the one of the first 120 cc planes I saw with an electric motor was his. Like there correct me if I'm wrong, Michael, but Scorpion was primarily a helicopter brand. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Yes. And within the last ago, sure. couple of years, like they yeah. have made leaps and bounds in the airplane world. Okay. I will say it's not just been the last couple of years. They've been dabbling in it for a while. Yeah. So the F-18 that we spoke about earlier, mm-hmm. it actually had a Scorpion motor that Scorpion made a... <laughs> <laughs> no, no wonder you don't have any hair. Surprise! <laughs> Is that that one I did? Probably so. Got me. Gotcha. Uh, That was awesome. Scorpion made an adapter kit from the factory for one of their outrunners for the Dynamax motor. Mm -hmm. And this was a good seven, eight years ago that they did this. Was it? Okay. And it it worked great. It was a little amp hungry, but it it would power the airplane just fine. Well, maybe I, I... I thought it was relatively recent that Scorpion was – it just seems to me like they're pushing that market a little bit more than they used to. Maybe I, That's something I, I'd like to see. I, I, I don't know. I'm probably wrong on I'm not that. Say, I'd, like to, I'd like to witness something that size because they're running belt drives and gearboxes. And no, that 120 was direct drive. Direct drive? Yeah. What size freaking motor <laughs> is that? Dude, I, it wasn't as big as you'd think. It's, I mean, it was big. It's but 23S. <laughs> Well, that's an no, odd number. Just, but I know, I know. No, actually, it was 12S. 12S? Yeah, it's 12S. 12S what? I believe it was 5,000s. That's what my timber, and I get five minutes of flight. What? I'm just telling you, go look it up. It's in a, a Hangar 9 Viking. I'm about to look that up. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the efficiency, that's 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 impressive. I, I'm I'm relatively certain it's 12S, 5,000. I know it's direct drive. I saw it at uh, Jonal. It was there at the Scorpion booth. And, man, you're over here busting on Electric Larry, but he's got a gas plane on the bench right now. He's Matter of fact, my RCXL uh, ignition should be in the mailbox. Nice. Before I get home. Yeah. Well, I, I just bought a throttle cut from them last night. The, the thing about this Clint. is. We got a bag full of optic kills, dude. <laughs> oh, I got one in the mail now. Thanks. Yeah. 
So the Send other back. The, the thing, though, is I've always felt like helicopters have led the electric as far as the technology. Absolutely. For sure. I mean, I think so. They're second to cars. You know what I mean? I think helicopters, in terms of like what we use in airplanes, the helicopters help develop it first. Well, if, if you look at growth of the hobby, electric period has helped the growth. Yeah, new people true. coming in. It's just easy. A lot less it's intimidating. Lot, yeah, yes. a lot less to. You know, uh, if it wasn't for, I'll be honest. If it wasn't for electrics, I probably wouldn't be as far into it as I am. Yeah, and that same thing with helis. Electrics were a lot easier to set up. Uh, we well, didn't have to worry about the engine dying and yeah, auto rotating well, when you weren't ready. When you didn't, yeah. <laughs> or you know how to do it. <laughs> yeah, well, and you didn't have to worry about figuring out like RPM range with the the nitro and figuring out what building throttle curves. Yeah. yeah. You just, most of the ESCs you set, if you want 2200 RPM, you set 70% across the board and that, it's there. Well, and that's something Jarrett brought up when he was on the show that I'd never thought about. You can tune a gas motor while it's running. You can't tune a helicopter no. while it's running unless you got it. Bullshit. Well, you can. Well, you can. Look up walking the dog. Yeah. It, you can, it's but sketchy. you got to have a ladder or something to strap it to above your head. Uh-uh. So they make some. No, I'm like, out, dude. No, no. Look at, I'm, <laughs> I'm out, no, dude, I, I'm out, too. But look it up. They called it walking the dog. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, don't yeah. you? Yeah. I'll have to check it out. But yeah. I... So, listen, here's how it is. Uh, this is how I found out about it. So I told you I went to Cajun Helifest. And... Uh, there's a guy out of uh, Lafayette. Um, his name is uh, Eric Babineau. Great guy. Looks just like Dana Carvey, but with a Cajun <laughs> accent. He's a really good guy, though. He's one of my favorite people. Anyway, uh, I got the. I got some. I got to experience something that most people will never get to experience. I went to his house and got to see like this dude. He here's the backstory. If you're in the scale helicopter world, you probably know the name Lynn Mount. And Lynn Mount was one of the pioneers of scale helicopters. And he built all these scale helis out of England. And when I say scale, his a couple of his helicopters were in James Bond movies. Like I think I remember Renee talking about him. Okay, yeah. Lynn Mount was like like this dude was building scale helis scratch built back in like the 70s and 80s. I think Renee may have one of his helicopters. He does. I think you're his right. turbine yeah. is a Lynn Mount helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. His exact, in fact, the turbine itself was Lynn's personal turbine. Anyway, Eric, here's what happened. And this is how Lynn and Renee and everybody kind of got to know each other. Eric bought a company called, uh, he calls it, it's called Starwood Models now. And basically what it was is he bought all these molds that were Lynn's molds and he started molding these scale helis. And, uh, anyway, they became personal, really good friends. Like, uh, Eric goes over to England, spends time with him and this and that. So he got some of Lynn's personal items and one of them was a photo album and Lynn and Eric is showing me this personal photo album. And there's a picture of Lynn holding the tail of his helicopter. And he's, and Eric's like, they called this walking the dog. He's got a hold of the tail boom and he's reaching around tuning on the engine. And this was like, this was like 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. There's an old video set up video and the guy had, had it strapped to a ladder and they're on a DVD or VHS and the guy's up there tuning him. And no. So when you say this (laughs) is way off, not 
way off subject, but it goes back to airplanes. You talk about holding the tail. So, Kerry Howard, I was at his house, and a, a mouse had got into this uh, Mamba 10. Yeah. And he's like, dude, t- this thing's f- screwed. So, I take it home, and I, and I find, dude, the mouse ate through the negative wire on the servo. for the t- So, I fix it up, and I'm setting it up, and I'm try- I-, I was trying to set up a throttle switch mm-hmm. on the SG-14. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what happened. Whatever I did reverse my throttle. Uh, so anyways, I'm saying, I'm like, what's going on? And all of a sudden it wouldn't arm. So I, it armed. Well, it went full throttle, dude. And it was sitting <laughs> right. I'm an idiot. I know. With the prop on, the right? Prop, of yeah, course, the prop was on. Because it worked fine up to this point. So it's on one of those Dubro stands, the little plastic one, you know. So it goes full throttle, and I'm in the shop, dude, and I just reach over and I grab the top wing by the leading edge. And, dude, this thing's going. (laughs) (laughs) All over the place. All over the place, man. I'm trying to hold this thing from chopping my face off. (laughs) I'm not. No. Jeez. So, Fatawa came out with Don't telemetry. Don't judge me, man. <laughs> Don't <laughs> judge me. Oh, man. Well, Fatawa came out with some telemetry viewers back, and so they have a temperature sensor. And so every one of my nitro helis have a temperature sensor, and that's how I've tuned them since. Well, that's the since. death of a nitro motor for cars and helicopters is temp. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because you can get that thing. You can get them screaming, and they just they right. last for a little while. Yeah, real hot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so one of the... Whenever I got into nitro helis, uh, I didn't, I hadn't got to the point, like I still can't technically auto rotate, but I've done a couple. And, uh, one of them was I had a YS 91 and it's just screaming and then the rod broke yeah, and the motor locked up. So it was a forced auto rotation. That one, see, that one was get, expensive. Once you get comfortable with that, you'll just do it all day long. You'll yeah. just go up and auto rotate all day long. Oh, back to the Mamba. Some little fucking plastic shark teeth on the leading edge <laughs> hurt real bad when they're digging in your arm. You're trying to keep this. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. I'm glad nobody is there to witness it. No kidding. Because you, would, you wouldn't live that one down. Yeah. You know, there's a reason that they put on there, anytime you're working on the airplane, remove the propeller. Listen, man. <laughs> There's a reason. Everything worked great to that point. I was like, I'm just, dude. That's how every that's bad how story. Every, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was working yesterday. They call them accidents for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's you bring up something else that to me, it seems like a lot of the heli guys, uh, like Michael said, they started out in Fataba. It, it, that does seem to be a pretty common thing that big big heli guys. It's it's I would say Fataba is more present in the heli world than say the airplane world. I mean, it, don't get me wrong, Fataba is big in the airplane world too, but I think the market share uh, in the heli world, Fataba's got more market share in the heli world than other Why do you brands. Think that is? I think it's because Fataba uh, built and designed and, and dealt with things more for them, you know. Uh, well, what was that gyro? Futaba made a gyro. Was they made 750. The, the 501 or They've whatever. They made a bunch of 401 was the... 401? That was the big one. That was... The, 15 years yeah, ago. Yeah, right? that was the one everybody had to have. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, they've built a lot of flight controllers, haven't they? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the 750 is not just the only one. Well, you call it a yeah. flight controller. Back then it was just a... 
gyro. gyro. Well, yeah. they made gyros and flight controls. Well, the 401 parts. was just a tail gyro. Yeah, that just was a, all I'm talking about just it. a tail gyro. Yeah. All it yeah. did. No, you're you're talking about yeah. I'm talking about different parts, but they got flight controllers too. Yeah, they they were they were kind of the preliminary. Like right. I said, this is 15 years yeah, ago. That, yeah, you know, and before the Curtis Youngblood gyros and all those came out, Fatah was the only one. It's 401. Everybody had one. I mean, right. that was just it. And what then, was the other? There was, uh, well, for electric, Teleby? Was there a Teleby? Something? No, I think that, that brand, Teleby? I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, school me, Michael. I mean, that's what I've always kind of thought is that all the main. We're coming up on yeah, we're coming up limit. Up yeah, I'm, I'm like, sorry. yeah, you're just going to have to <laughs> yeah. say it. <laughs> Use your words, Casey. Yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm not sign language. Y'all covert. What are you doing? Like, hey, let's, let's wrap it up. Is that an auto rotation? I know. That's that? what I was yeah, thinking. Like, oh, He's saying something about a helicopter over wrap there. Wrap it up, son. Wrap it up. You need the sign that Chappelle had. Yeah, yeah no joke. Yeah. <laughs> wrap it up. Wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> Which I hate to cut it off because we're, we're in great conversation, but we're about to but run, run it out. this last few minutes is, is a good taste of what What's what y'all's yeah. going to be, man. Just kind of a well, more I, serious type and other I, than the Mamba 10 shenanigans. <laughs> I, no, actually, yeah, I think. We're the, we're the run it into the couch kind of guys. I, you know? Well, or into oh, the sheep. Oh, honestly, though. You ain't the only one. No, I know. <laughs> I think that that it. kind of stuff is, uh, is still fun. I still think it needs to be part of it. Well, you get miss miss. Here's my worry: is if we get a little bit too serious, it's going to be boring. You got to mix it yeah. up a little bit. Yeah, true. Which I, true. I've heard Clay mix it up a little bit, so it happens every once in a while. <laughs> get this guy laughing like he, he starts going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's how I know we got there. Man. <laughs> uh, I was I was going pretty good with those when Frank went Frank last weekend. Oh man, I was so happy that we got to that point. <laughs> Well, man, we appreciate you guys listening. Look, uh, look forward to what's to come, man. We are, and uh, man, uh, happy new year, happy new year, happy new year. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, happy new year. Yeah. And uh, man, hey, man. one, one yeah. last thing. What you got? You, did you guys know that Mad Max was based in twenty twenty one? Oh yeah, that's going down, dude. That's We're not there down. yet. Thank God, huh? <laughs> well, maybe I've never might seen be. Mad Max, dude. Really? I got some leather. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a supercharger, dude. We're going down. I got <laughs> yes. a whale harpoon gun on a freaking. <laughs> Was Grace Jones in Mad Max? It's gonna be awesome. I don't know. I just know uh, the, the, Mel Gibson had a Australian accent. It's, yeah, it's really weird. That, that car was an Australian <laughs> version. Of, yes, yes, it was. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, going, I know enough. I know yeah. that much. Yeah, sorry, squirrel. Man, squirrel. I'll tell you <laughs> yeah. what, I'm gonna go find Tina Turner. We're going to the Thunderdome. That's all I know. <laughs> was it Tina Turner or am I thinking Grace Jones? You know who Grace Jones is. I thought it was Tina Turner. Maybe it was the Grace black Jones. chick that always wore yeah. kind of the flat top. Maybe it was Grace Jones. I think it was Grace Jones. Yeah, you know, I could yeah. be. Totally We're all gonna go home and watch Mad Max. Yeah, now. yeah it's gonna happen. <laughs> uh, probably not. It's happening tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My wife done text me and said we're watching Yellowstone tonight. Nice show. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, all right, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you to Buddy RC OMP Hobby. Uh, Jason Duran at ZDZ Engines and RC Batteries USA. And soon to come, Bjorn Ball at RJM. Best rings in town, buddy. Well, good. wait, I say RJM. I always say it backwards. It's RMJ. RMJ. Yeah, Ringmaster Junior. That's what Even she knew it. I know. Hey, I say it backwards. <laughs> I'm right. thinking of that. Oh, here's a good question. Hey, are you making fun of my dyslexia? Because that's not cool. <laughs> Bjorn, yeah. if you're listening, if you're listening, we have a stinger. 30cc twin. It's a RCGF. 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 Well, yeah, it yep. says Stinger engines on it, but 
Anyway, everybody yeah, knows we're, we're RCGF. Over three hours now. I think he's got rings for that. <laughs> I bet he can make them. I bet he can. He too. absolutely can. And from what no I've been told, mind. just ring it before you even start it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's where they're at. I'll look into that. Yep. I know a guy. We'll get you hooked up. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, all um, right, man. Yep. I'll go ahead, Clay. I was just going to say, uh, look forward to the next show with uh, Jason and uh, Michael and myself. Oh yeah, it ought to be cool. Can't wait, man. Let's do it. Is that it? Yeah, it's your turn. Oh, that was the awkward (laughs) ending. See ya. Bye. (laughs)